Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I am your host, Cornholio, and tonight we are live for a very special episode. We have an amazing Guardian on the show tonight. No fun intended. 
He is the ultimate hype man and one of the most talented creators in the Destiny community. He's got the rhymes, he slays in the Crucible, and he speaks the truth. And most importantly, he motivates and puts smiles on Guardians' faces each and every day. He's a talented musician, caring father, and one of the nicest people in our community. He is the amazing Amaze. Thank you so, so much for joining us tonight. And it's so, so great to have you here with us tonight on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It feels good to be here. Uh, whoa, the words. Thank you so much, man. It definitely hit my heart with those. And we're going to learn much more about Amaze tonight on the podcast. But before we do, my co-host is here tonight. Shadow Price, how you doing, my man? Doing pretty good. Uh, you know, a special episode on Friday. Like I said earlier, I wasn't supposed to be here. Uh, I was supposed to be in Florida, but those plans changed. I'm going to be leaving on Sunday now. So pretty excited for that. Um, haven't been to Florida since 2016 when I went to uh, Destiny Con, when it was called Destiny Con back in, and then before it got changed to Guardian Con and now GCX. Uh, so, yeah, pretty excited to be taking a nice little vacay. And, uh, yeah, also happy to hear be on the podcast here. And, you know, let's get into this uh, this discussion tonight. Yeah, let's let's do it. And. Now, before we put a maze on the hot seat, we do have another discussion to have. And we picked something up today. We got some bread. We talked about it briefly before the show. But uh, we bought something. Now, what did we pick up, Shadow Price? Uh, Switch OLED model, the the white one, because, you know, it's a new cool kind of cool color. Uh, And also the Steam Deck. From Valve, which is their portable switch that's coming out sometime. I think the beginning of next year is for the 64 gigabyte model. And that's the one I went for. Um, I don't need anything too crazy. So I, it looks interesting. It's kind of cool, right? What, what do you think of it? I just thought Destiny in portable. That's all I thought about. That's the only thing that was going through my head. I bought the 512 model because I figured Destiny would take up all of that space if I bought a 64 gig. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I kind of went all out. Uh, Amaze, did you pick up any of the awesome bread that came out today from Steam and Nintendo? I did not. Not yet. I know the family in uh, the home of Vibes would love for me to have one of those in my hands. Um, probably gonna wait till next week to uh, put my uh reservation in because it seems like everybody is like crowding in and running crazy for it right now. So I'm just gonna uh probably try next week to get my order in on one of those Steam decks, man. Uh, definitely would love to have one. Seems like it'd be great for especially somebody like me that we want to want to around my son or something like that, and he's sleeping. I'll be able to get a little bit of gaming in portably. So yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty sweet. And do you currently own a Nintendo Switch? Uh, don't hate me for this. I do not. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're busy. You're doing your thing. Like, you're making music. You're making moves. You're doing Destiny. Like, you can't do that many things. Right, right, right. So, I get that. We are going to pick up a Steam uh, console, uh, but not a Nintendo console. That's okay. Well, I'm probably going to pick up both because I ordered both. So, I might just keep that. But we'll see what happens. But Guardians tonight 
it's not about us. It's not about Steam. It's not about Nintendo. Tonight is about the amazing hype man, the man of the vibes, Amaze. And we're going to put Amaze on the hot seat for our discussion with the Guardians. Amaze, I hope you're ready. I'm ready, baby. Let's get it going. All right, let's do this. So how'd you get started in Destiny and how'd you get your start on Twitch? Uh, how did I find Destiny? Well, I was at work. Uh, did some uh, working back in the day with UPS, but when I was in school. So I want to say my 11th, 12th grade year, my senior year, um, I started working at UPS, not as a driver, but uh, in the warehouse. So it was pretty much just doing loading and unloading. And uh, they moved me to the sort out with an amazing supervisor that I used to work with. Um, we used to talk a lot about video games. I think that was the way to make time go by as we were working in the building, because working in the building is like, ah, it's a drag sometimes. Um, dealing with boxes all day, but we were having a conversation about games, and he told me a game, uh, told me about a game called Destiny, and I really wasn't even thinking about Destiny, to be honest, wasn't thinking about any first-person shooters. I wasn't a first-person shooter kind of guy, believe it or not. I was more likely a guy that was playing, like, NBA 2K, a little bit of uh, GTA. I was more in that field of uh, gaming when I was playing. Wasn't really focused on the first-person shooters like that, even though I did play, like, Mass Effect and stuff like that back in the day. Uh, he was talking about Destiny. He gave me a beta code. Um, and uh, basically tried it for the first time, and man, did I get hooked. Uh, I think the first character that I actually went for in Destiny 1 for the beta was actually a Warlock. Um, the Warlock was the... In my mind, I was a Dragon Ball Z fan, and still is a Dragon Ball Z fan, not the Dragon Ball Super. We're talking about, like, actual Dragon Ball Z back in Toonami days. And basically, when I was uh, playing as a Warlock, it made me feel like I was uh, one of the Goku, like feeling like Goku throwing a Nova Bomb. And Nova Bomb had so much potential. I had so many thoughts in my mind, thinking of that actual way of playing that I was like, okay, yeah, Warlock is probably going to be the way. Did experience the Hunter and the Titan as well, but I, it, it brought me right back to the Warlock. The Warlock was pretty much what I wanted to actually use and uh, uh, get to know better. Um, now, as far as starting my Twitch career here on uh, Twitch as well, uh, I was uh, playing Destiny 1, man, and I was a big raid helper back in the day. I'm talking about, like, one of those strong raid sherpas. Uh, and I didn't really get into sherpering until I played with a couple of my friends from work um, and started branching off to meeting people who actually played Destiny versus my friends IRL. Um, somebody introduced me to a, a, a website called LFG, and I went to LFG, and basically I started finding groups, started helping people, and I ended up going into one of these groups I bumped into uh, during the Crota time period, well, we were doing helps, and these guys looked like they were very, very much in a very strong struggle, and morale just seemed very, very off with them. They seemed very upset, like they had been in there for hours, and I came in there with my warlock, and, you know, came in there with very, very hype and energetic out of my mind, and, you know, waking everybody up, and, you know, they're just like, holy crap, they, when they see me come up in there, the morale started boosting back up. They felt like they didn't have the things that they needed. Uh, we helped them beat Crota. I helped them beat Crota within the... Uh, the two minutes versus them being there for about five to six hours. And they love the energy so much. And they recommended Twitch to me. And Twitch was one of the things that they told me about. And I didn't know anything about Twitch, not anything about it. I didn't have a computer. It wasn't prepped for the situation, but they was like, you, you should definitely go over on Twitch, man, and try out, man, and see what you got. Right. And uh, I said, Twitch, what's, what's that? It's like, well, it's a streaming platform. Like, it's a platform where you, you know, you you show people your skills so we can see what you're doing. He said, you definitely should just stream it for us, though, man, so we can see how you uh, help people with raising, how you do this so much. And I was like, hmm, I take an interest in that. I'll, I'll, I'll go check it out. So I went and checked it out, and uh, 
Of course, I had one of my slowest computers of all time. I had a Windows computer, a PC, like a laptop, and that thing was the slowest thing in the world. Let me tell you, um, when I uh, used it, I tried to do Twitch on it, and I was just like, yeah, this is not going to go well. Uh, then I found out that Xbox itself had the actual Twitch app, and you could stream um, from your console. So I actually started streaming from my console, and uh, streaming started going well. I mean, it really started going really well. We was basically, basically, um, literally going in and helping teams. I was going in to help a lot of teams, meeting a lot of people. I think that's how I met so many people uh, in the Xbox community of Destiny was I was jumping into so many groups, and if anybody was posting and they needed help, I was accepting it, and I was going in, and I would vibe with them, and I would let them do what they needed to do, and if they lost the morale for the team, I would go ahead and, and step up and say, hey, I'll take lead. Let's go ahead and do it this way, do it that way. Uh, not a lot of people in that org started becoming a thing, and I my, my stream started popping. Note that I did not even have a camera. All I had was some beautiful A40 headphones that I was vibing with for the longest period of time, and everybody felt like my mic was so crisp. Big shout out to A40s for that. That when I was having these conversations and you know teaching people the patterns of the game and Destiny when it came to raids, because raids were a very big thing back in Destiny One, and um. Teaching, I was pretty much just literally teaching, and then I started adding freestyles. And now I was rapping way back in the day, like back in middle school, and started stopped it rapping a little bit when I after I graduated high school. It sort of like went downhill. I was more focused on two jobs, trying to get somewhere that I needed to go, get a car in my uh, area, got me a car, try to do a whole lot of things. So the back burner was the rap career in freestyles and stuff like that. And I sort of bring it back when we were doing Oryx and the puzzle piece where, you know, the little thing will get into the little, like, there's the sticks that will pop you away or whatever. Everybody I remember has, that. Yeah. That's a strong <laughs> word for it, but not going to use it. Um, the, the, uh, when we were in that part, it was always, we were always singing at that part for the longest time. I had a best friend of mine, man, that took forever to get through the puzzle. So chat was there, chilling, we're talking, and I'm vibing, and I'm just like, you know what? You are taking forever. I'm just going to go ahead and bust a freestyle right here, right now, on why you take so long to jump these puzzles. And basically, <laughs> you sure that wasn't Cornholio that was in there with you? <laughs> oh, man, it probably could have been me because I'm really bad at my jumping puzzles. Oh, freestyle. <laughs> It was basically me making a freestyle about um, uh, my best friend not being able to make the jumps, and that sort of just, like, went sky high for a while. Um, I wasn't doing motivation. I wasn't the goodest guy in the world back in that point in time. I was cussing up a storm back in Destiny 1. Um, it was basically that time I was young. I said my grandmother ran before I lost her, and I realized what it is I truly need to do and what my true destiny was and what my grandmother was explaining to me. Um taught me a lot of things some of those things went ignored and then they sort of just came to light after she passed because i felt like she was always there and i still think she's there now um taught me how to be more uh genuine about the the voice that i had because she always told me i had a voice even when uh she was around i always had a voice so you got a voice so you're just not using it not using it the right ways i'm young dumb i'm being young and dumb at that time and point you know what i mean being around like 2021 22 23 24 you were just like thinking mindset party party chill laugh party chill find a girlfriend boom boom all of those things so gaming was pretty much like the last thing on my mind but i was still getting into twitch and i would uh be honest i got addicted to twitch 
in Destiny. Destiny is probably the reason I got addicted to Twitch. Twitch started doing things. I'm starting thinking. I started watching other people. And I'm seeing people with these crazy designs and I got nothing. So I was basically saving some money, man. I was working my butt off during Christmas time. And during the Christmas time season of UPS, it was the most busiest time of the year. We call it peak season. Um, I was grinding. I saved a whole lot of money, man. And when it got me an actual uh, laptop, not a PC, but an actual laptop. Now this laptop held me for the longest period of time. And it still has held me now. It was an MSI PC, and I still have it with me today. It's legendary to me now. It started my entire career of Twitch, uh, evolving, uh, adding designs and meeting people uh, that do design work. Um, as you uh, progress in this situation, man, Twitch to me, man, I started learning the ups and downs of Twitch. Not really, really understanding what Twitch was truly about and how the revenue and how things work with Twitch, but started actually learning the system of Twitch. You know what I'm saying? The... Uh, the ups and downs of why people want to actually come out your channel. Being a, I, I found out at that time and point that I was a raid helper, and a lot of people only came around to my streams because I was doing a lot of those raid helps. You know what I'm talking about? So when I was doing a lot of that raid helping and helping people with the raids, that was pretty much the only time I would actually catch people here in my Twitch channel. Um, as I progressed more, I started meeting a whole lot more people, and the cussing was still a thing at that time and point. That was the second year in on my streaming career of Twitch, uh, grandma was still around. I think the third year is when it really, really hit me when my grandmother passed. And things started to change. And I wanted to make a change. I wanted people to watch me for the, the things that I do. Not just because I do raid house, but I want to actually go into uh, the act, uh, activities, you know, the curriculums of the other things that I can possibly do in Destiny. Not just be showing love and teaching people how to do raids, because that's just, you know, I don't want people to come for that. I got a whole lot of other things that I can put on the table for them besides just doing some raid helps. Yeah, I don't want to be a service streamer. Yeah, right. I didn't want to be classified as that service streamer. That is perfectly correct. But I didn't know about service streaming my first two years into streaming because Destiny 1 was really, really popping and was really popular and it was really, really going for the highest views ever. Um, the third year in, man, Destiny 2, of course, came into the picture. I lost my grandmother. A lot of things were going in. I, everything for me was just going downhill. Just wasn't happy. Life wasn't looking its greatest. Family wasn't at its highest point. I was pretty much just in a very, very strong struggle. I lost everything. My mom took so many things away from me. I was in a very strong struggle where I had to ask for help from my, my community for the people who actually did support me back in that time and point. And uh, had a couple of friends, man, remind me, like Ruku and uh, my man, uh, Justin, not McCarthy, but Justin, uh, the, the Yoten Justin, uh, who uh, put me into a, uh, a, a series of situations of reminding me why I was so important on the platform and why I am needed here on this platform. You do a whole lot of good in the world. Um, you've helped so many people in the world. There's no way that you want to give up now. Um, and when I heard those words, I took heed to them. And, you know, it was so serious for uh Mr. Yoten Justin, that uh, that these words hit my uh, like hit my brain that he needed me to hear this. It was enough that like if you do this, you're stupid type deal. Um, I thought about it, and I said, you know what? Why not just restart? Why not just go out here and just you know do your thing? So third year and a half, and before we even hit the fourth year, um, third year and a half in, things started to change for me a little bit. Um, started using socials a little bit more. I met a lot of other streamers on the platform. Vibing with a lot of people, getting a little bit of deals, man. Started turning up a little bit on designs a little bit more. Started focusing on my first little bit of designs and emails that we got popped in. Um, this is the third year in, by the way. Progress, change. We reset it. We lost a whole lot, but we came back stronger than what we were for the two years in that I was actually just being my dumb old self. Um, 
Grandma made me realize and understand a whole lot more about myself as well as my friends and peers around me that hung with me in my community to keep me full-fledged and focused on the things that I actually truly wanted to do. Um, and when that happened, things really, really started to spark for me. Started going into the family-friendly deal. Started to understand a whole lot more of what I wanted. And Grandma taught me a whole lot more of what understanding of the voice meant for me. Um, for a person that barely went to church, man, everybody felt like I was like the... People started meaning and said, man, you go to church? No, I don't go to church. I don't go to church. I always thought church for me, no offense, was boring to me. I fall asleep. It's not like I didn't believe in, in, in God or believe in the things that we call God. It was basically, um, I just had, I, one thing of me I always came with me is I all had a hard time like listening and paying attention. Um, and now to this day, I know my grandmother can hear me going like, you're so hard-headed, you need to take a break. I'm, I'm hard-headed. I never listen. I never take a break. Um, that fourth year in, man, started preaching, motivation. That was 2020. Start blowing up in 2020. Start actually using my voice. Start like, getting out of my nervousness and literally just start posting motivation and see how people felt about it. And I posted it. And it started going places, man. It started going places in my motivation. The way I felt, the things that I chose, the way I live life was for the reasons that I continue to keep going today. Didn't really understand the process of, of failure at that point in time. Two years ago, you asked me this two, three years ago, and all I would tell you about is failure. And I'll tell you, failure is the option. The fourth year in, man, I realized exactly that failure is not the option. Failure is the key to learning more. Failure is the key to progressing to even higher places. A lot of people put themselves on a pedestal when it came to that situation of failure being the option, and you'll never amount to anything. Well, to me, I just learned that that's a whole lot of baloney. Wow. That's, dude, that's so powerful. And it, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, um, so still in that fourth year, correct, is what we were talking about, the fourth year, right? Uh, the fourth year in, uh, with that being said, I started meeting a lot of those hateful faces as we progress to go further. I've been bodied my entire time of that career, being bodied, antagonized being judged, being called all of those names. 2020 was sparking a very strong spark for a lot of things that were happening wrongly in my life, but I continue to move forward, knowing that that light was still there. I could feel my grandmother's touch still there to keep on going, keep on moving forward. No one is shutting you down. You're doing your best out here. Started doing motivation for the first time in my life, and I started doing it consistently because it was helping a lot of people. It took a lot of people out of bad situations and put them into good situations, protecting people, making sure people don't lose their life over some things like this and mentals. COVID was a very strong thing. People being trapped indoors and it was very heavy for them. They felt like there was no reason to live life. So they felt the motivations of the hype, the motivations that I was given each and every day. Every day was a different motivation. Every day was different on how I felt. It was a strong vibe, man, when we giving out this motivation each and every time. I've saved the lives of people. I've helped people get through college, helped people maintain through COVID. I've done a lot of things with just that motivation through that one year of 2020. Not only that, got noticed by Bungie for being a community focus. Me and a community focus got me a whole lot more. Bungie was in love with the motivation in AR until this day. I hope the whole lot of people out here, man, even the Bungie devs needed this motivation, this focus to keep on going. Because we lived in a world where people would judge. Living in a world we do today, where people judge. 
don't really understand exactly what it is that's happening, the matters, the things around the world. And you know you can do your best to help people understand that. Fourth year and a half in, I started blowing up. People wanted me to go for partnership. So I went for partnership, started focusing, had a whole lot of revenue way before partnership, talking about 2,500 subs at affiliate versus partnership. Partnership was just nothing but a check mark. I had Chevy Glad and a lot of people remind me that it's just a check mark and it does not build the form of you. Sweatsicle announcing where's the check mark for a maze. I got denied about 10 to 11 times and couldn't understand why. And I kept on going. I didn't give up. I didn't question my character. I didn't question the type of personal type of streamer I was. I kept on focusing. I kept on going. Because that's the best part about life is you keep going. You keep focused. You stay strong. You learn a whole lot more, man, as you progress as you do these things. So as I kept on progressing, I, I kept on pushing focus. I was working full-time for UPS. I had my bosses and everybody behind my back. I kept on going, man. I'm talking about going. That motivation and energy levels that I had was just rising even stronger. And the hate that everybody came in for me just feared the fire of nothing but great positivity that I can go ahead and use against them at the end of the day. And after that happened, while I was at work, one day out of nowhere, I got partnered. And here's the thing about the partnership deal that it tripped everybody out. See, I was looking for the partnership thing, and I had already found out six days earlier I was already partnered. I didn't check my emails. <laughs> I was already partnered and didn't even know I was partnered. So I was. Wow. Yeah, I got denied, and I'm over here like, did I get denied again, man? I'm waiting. Six days in, I was already partnered. So I was partnered, I want to say, that Monday versus waiting until that Friday to found that I got partnership. Around that time that I found that I got partnership, so many people cried. So many people were in tears. It was tears of joy. It was tears of him not giving up. It was tears of him staying focused. It was about seven to 8,000 people that believed in me. We had Dr. Lupo followers. But everybody who was understanding what positivity and motivation meant, follow Twitter start blowing up it went so far that even Twitter even knew I was known as the official hype man of Twitter with the motivation and education and preaching that I was doing each and every morning and I still do to this day 2021 was an amazing year Black History Month was an amazing year the biggest part of my month ever holding over a thousand viewers the discovery the discovery that was needed on Twitch for people like myself to find that goodness that people needed every morning and every afternoon we were given that. I started growing, progressing. Things started changing. Meeting a whole lot of new people. My community started getting bigger. We started pushing the positivity and light. The community was built different. My community was built different. How many times I've been told that my community is built different than so many uh, communities out there is because our communities focus. We focus on the positives, not the negatives. We don't ignore the negatives, but we tell people everything will be all right. You have to keep on going. I had people question me. I had people message me. How do you do this every day? It's simple. You get up every day and you go and do what you want to do. You decide if your day is going to go bad, that's your decision. My decision every day is good. I've been doing so good with it right now. I'm human. So I'm going to stress. I'm going to fail. But it doesn't mean I can turn those stress levels into something balanced. I'm built different. The energy levels that I have is I'm here to try to make it. It'll push the positivity on a bigger platform. Give the positivity to everybody on the platform that needs to hear it. I'm a freestyle artist. I'm an entertainer and a gamer with skill. Also like to push motivation to help people. Give subs to a lot of people I believe deserve it. People go out here and try. I'm a little glad, baby. Can't compare myself to a guy like him. He's dope. He's definitely different than me. 
My name is Amaze, and I'm all I know for is motivation, education, preaching, freestyle, and entertainment. Doing it seven days a week. Spending that time with the family. You find time if you can't find it. Time doesn't stop. Still ticks. I love that. Dude, that's amazing. So inspiring. And you just, you inspire people. You have your way with words to motivate, to inspire, to push people to do amazing, amazing things. And speaking of amazing things, I know that you're also extremely musically talented. And I'd love to learn more about your experience with music and how you first discovered your talent in music and how that grew to where it is today. <sighs> music, 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 man. Um, I started music, man, when I was in middle school. I want to say maybe my sixth grade year in middle school, we were at a lunch table back in the day. Uh, I didn't really eat lunch. I was more like the guy hanging at the snack machine asking for change. <laughs> uh, try to get something to eat. Um, that point in time, man, we used to, uh, always, we turned it into a thing. Um, I was just the guy that was known as the beatboxer is what they called me back in the day. I was the beatbox. I used to do a lot of beatboxing and I used to bang on the table while other people were rap. So I was not the person that would do the raps. I was the person that in my sixth grade year that started this when, I did that. We were basically just beatboxing. We had people come to the table and start doing a little bit of their rap. Some of them even wrote some of their raps on their papers. So it was not even freestyle sessions. It was more like, okay, show me what you got. Um, I became big in sixth grade when it came to just beatboxing. We took that beatboxing in the gym class, beating on the bleachers and stuff like that. Um, and that sort of took off. And I sort of started to develop freestyles in the seventh grade year. Um, I don't honestly know how it came about. I just did it. Um, I watched a lot of uh, hip-hop back in the day in front of a box TV with my father when we were eating cereal, Frosted Flakes, Fruit Loops. Oh, man, I think about it right now. Old House was, <laughs> was a, a great, great cycle for me, man. Um, before we went to school, we were literally, all three of us, me, me and my uh, twin brother as well as my other brother, would sit down and we'll watch TV before we go to school. Yeah, uh, our father make us breakfast, which was our cereal that we had. And uh, I used to watch a lot of Tupac, um, Notorious B.I.G. Okay. Uh, Big Pun. Uh, it's just a lot of uh, great music that I was listening to way back in the day uh, that sort of made me, while I was on a school bus, sort of recite some of the things they say. And if I didn't know the words, I would just add my own <laughs> words to it. And, okay. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, basically. Uh, we took that, man. In uh, seventh grade year, I started doing freestyles for the first time, um, as well as beatboxing. Beatboxing and freestyles basically got me the name DMAs. Not Amaze, but D-Amaze. Uh, D-Amaze was discovered in my language class. Uh, one of my friends who were very big and popular in basketball and football back in middle school. And um, I used to do beats on the bleachers this time with freestyles. And that sort of just like developed through eighth grade to ninth grade to 10th grade to 11th grade, 12th grade. Yeah, it was nothing but music and focus in school. And I had a hard time focusing in school from time to time because I did so much of that music in my brain, uh, writing music in my binder. Um, Basically, for the first time, my father, I think, was the one that wanted to push it 
uh, during my 10th grade year. I never forget it. We paid for an A&R producer, and he just... My father was actually into my music as well as my grandmother. Uh, and I was just... When I started writing, I would just write whatever was on my mind, and they liked it. Um, and when they liked it, we took it to school, and we basically... During my ninth grade year, I did my first uh, stage performance in school. Uh, it was a talent show, by the way. It was a talent show. And uh, it was the best talent show of my life. And I could just think about it right now. Um, it was definitely at nighttime. And I was preparing for it. And I was nervous. I was, I was all, it's all these things you can think of, these chills. <laughs> Uh, I had my principal, everybody. It was so many people in the crowd. And I was just like, oh, my God, I can't do this. I can't do this. I wrote a rap. You know, I was with my friend. We were at his house. My brother took me to my friend's house so we could uh, study the raps. And we had the beat and everything like that. You know, back when CD, burning CDs were a thing, we had to burn the beat on a CD. Uh, and uh, when it was time to perform, he was the first one up. And they wanted to save me for last. And, um, and my principal, I cannot forget this. Uh, knew how nervous I was, and he came there, and he gave me a pair of shades. Like he gave me a pair <laughs> of shades. Yeah, I was, I'm thinking about it right now. He gave me a pair of shades. <laughs> he said, "Use these shades and just think like you're the only one on the stage." Is what he told me, and he was right. It was nerve, all that nervousness and chills I had just went away. I had the shades on. Dude, I gotta, I gotta see a picture. Please yeah. send me a picture. That would be awesome. All my school stuff, man. Ah. Oh, man. Facebook and Facebook, uh, not Facebook, but MySpace. And MySpace got deleted, so I don't have any of those things anymore. Oh, you're, you're going back to MySpace? Oh, man, yeah. you're going back. MySpace is sort of how I blew up in school. Yeah, wow. yeah. Um, I was popular MySpace in my area, I want to say, once I, after that talent show, uh, Man, um, once I got those glasses, he also wanted to make the performance peak even higher by making me uh, go through the crowd, come through the back door instead of coming up on the stage. Uh, and my boy went with it. And after he started rapping, he was like, let me get my boy DMAs out here. And I started going hypeness with it, started spitting my balls with the shades on, and the crowd started yelling at us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god man my grandmother was there my father was there my mother was there it was oh. so many people and you know i can't hear my mother like that's my son <laughs> and i got up on stage and the crowd was yelling and we won the award um a best talent um music talent um during that time period and then I sort of take, I took that with me um, to UPS yet again. My 12th grade year, I met somebody who was in college. Um, and he was a rapper. And we started working together. We started making a lot of music. Um, this music was definitely cussing music. Um, back in that time and point, we were able to impress A&Rs and stuff like that. For a lot of people don't know A&Rs is. Basically, people who scout for good music uh, and good talent. And I could have uh, gone places as a musician, um, but I had a heart. Um, it seems like the guy that really that wanted the music, 
he didn't want everybody. He just wanted me. Uh, and I'm on my my heart. I might have been a person that cussed a lot back in that time, but for some reason, my heart it was was just still good. Like it was just really really good. Um, I turned it down. It was a eighty thousand dollar offer. What? Oh wow. I, uh, Why'd you turn it down? Because friends come first, man. I I did this with my friends. I wasn't going to do this without him. And and they didn't want to do it with him. They mm. wanted you. Just wanted me. Yep. Mm. And uh, Dude. uh, he he teared up for me. Wow. And they showed me a lot of love. Say, man, you could have you could have you could have had it all right there, man. You could have been going higher. And you turned that down just for me. Man, we did this together, man. I don't, I'm not going to go and uh, do this and be. I could never live with the guilt, ever. Um, so to this day, I'm here. I love that. love that. And that shows a lot about your character and who you are as a person. And you know, going back to A&R, I believe it or not, I actually studied music business in college. That was my major. And I got to meet a lot of A&R, which is artist and repertoire. Uh, I also had an account on taxi.com way back in the day, man. Mm. I remember that. And I got to meet some people in New York City for uh, Jive Records. And it was that is where time. I went, I was the doing... way. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a good time, you know, and it was something that I was very much into. But I had to, like, stop doing music as much because at that time, Napster was a real thing, and the music industry was really nervous about a lot of things there was a lot of uncertainty but i was pretty much more than halfway into getting my degree so there was no going back but yeah it's a very interesting industry and you you're talented you're probably one of the most talented people that i have ever come across certainly in the destiny community when it comes to music like you're you're it you're the person who comes to mind thank you i got to ask though you recently did a collab with Rebukin, good friend of ours, the community, really great guy, really awesome mm-hmm. dude. And you guys did a little collab with a you know little record producer. You made a little track, and I was curious, how was that experience like to collaborate on that level? But also, like, what was the process behind making that track? What was the inspiration behind it? How did that all come about? Uh. That song, uh, we he had been Rubukin had been asking me to make this track for the longest period of time, but me have being so busy uh, with everything that has happened, it was very hard to keep up with uh, making actual music and continuous stream motivation, setting up things, networking, and uh, just continuing to push forward. Uh, I think at the uh, how it came about and what happened was I actually hit him back up and said, uh, all right, let's do this. Let's focus this. He taught me what to download and uh, I downloaded Pro Tools. And uh, I used Pro Tools a long time ago, back when I was doing music. And I was like, holy crap, I haven't used this in forever. And uh, I got it back and basically started learning a little bit. He started teaching me a whole lot more about production because uh, Rebukin's actually a producer himself. Uh, and the song basically, uh, uh, 
the world to see was it was inspired by all the negativity and the things that were being said to me back in the day and people doubting me, uh, not believing the words of the things that I were doing. Um, and I started writing. He came up with the hook and I was like, oh man, this is fire. You know what I mean? I heard the hook and I'm like, this is what I wanted. And the, the verse I had already wrote, I, I, I basically like got rid of it and rewrote another verse. Um, and I wrote that verse and then he liked it and I liked his and I'm like, okay, this is a good track. Badusa liked it. Still working on getting it on Spotify, but when we, when we let it be released, a lot of people liked it. Uh, but it felt good. No pressure. Rebuke has never been the guy of pressure. Never rushes. It's, if, if it's your time, your time. Whenever I'm ready, he's ready. Uh, I I enjoyed it. We 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 basically played it back. We had the phone. We had the Discord call. Um, writing the music. Let me hear his verse. Basically doing the editing. Let me hear how it sounds. If I liked it or not, or we can fix something or work something in or add something into it. We did it. Did a little bit of messing with the beat a little bit to cut out some things so we can hear some of the punch bars that were in it. Um, it was a very very fun time. Like a very fun time. I truly truly enjoyed. Uh, working with rebuking on that track. Uh, looking to do a whole lot more in the future. When we get to a, uh, a higher place, my main mission is to uh, get gaming entertaining and and hopefully get some music things going and give people opportunities. That's my uh, what I'm going for is bring more opportunities to the tables. What I'm trying to focus for as I continue this climb is make opportunities for other people as I get bigger. That's the main mission. That's that's amazing. And yeah, and that's that's awesome that you know you were able to do that collaboration with Rebugan. I'm surprised that you just got started again in production because I thought you were doing it forever. No. I wow. haven't done it ever since I was I haven't been in there since I was what, twenty two. That was back in high school. So yeah. Wow. Well, Rebukin is a good dude. And also, you got a chance to work with a record producer on that track, too. Yeah, DJ Payne, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very DJ cool. Payne One's a very cool guy. Let's me use those tracks to do freestyles and entertainment. Let me blast music in my channel. So, yeah. Very cool. Awesome. So, I know you've done some really amazing and remarkable things with your music, with your Twitch streaming. What would you say were some challenges that you had to go through in your creator journey and how did you overcome these challenges? And what are some challenges that you're still going through? Mm. Uh, that's a deep one. <laughs> uh, racial slurs, dude. And talking about my family, I got my family embarrassed, uh, at the, uh, at the GCX face event. What? Uh, yeah. Somebody was spamming that they wanted to, uh, Kick my son's head to the moon, set in the third, and then they're in my channel at the same time. Just sort of did some very disturbing things. Uh, try to ignore it as, as much as I could. I just couldn't. <laughs> uh, I end up going off. I try to hold back and listen to everybody, say, ignore it. I just couldn't. I couldn't sit here and pretend like that was all good or that was cool. I actually snapped. <laughs> uh, one stream 
And if, do I regret it? No, I don't regret it. Uh, that was that was your family, no. man. And yeah, I, I remember yeah. I remember the tweet. No regrets. I, didn't really know, I did not really know what exactly happened because I saw that tweet and like I supported it, but like I didn't really know the context behind what exactly happened. I certainly didn't realize it was for during GCX and that yeah. somebody did something like that. That's Yeah, my first time attending GCX and that was the first thing I see. <laughs> man. Uh, and uh Plus, that's something that I learned from. That's one thing I used to do way back is when people called me racial slurs, I used to post it. And then I realized, you know, hearing from bigger people like Lupo, True Vanguard, a lot of people, everybody come into the DMs, check on me is, don't give it no attention. Don't pay any attention to it. Don't give them the power. Don't let them, don't show them that you are, you're, 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 you're basically vulnerable. Don't show them that. And they were right. I still face some of those challenges this day, but now I don't react. Sort of just like turning into a laughing table and make them look stupid. <laughs> um, and people still to this day, I think on my birthday was the, the hitted, the hitted like strongest hitting day is when I got all those racial slurs spammed the minute my birthday hit and Octic Cross hosted me. That was the day that I got every racial slur thrown in my face the minute my birthday hit. Uh, we had mods, Era, Ova, McCarthy, everybody, Ruku, everybody's just banning words, Dreddy, all, everybody's just cleaning up, banning words. Uh, we had mods just literally just cleaning it up. And people literally do that it didn't uh i didn't i didn't i don't know what i didn't know what to think i just thought i was happy it was my birthday uh but when that happened i sort of like i don't want to say i want to say i almost lost it but then i came back and i just continue to have a great time it's my birthday i'm just i'm just gonna have fun you know Wanna enjoy my day, you know? I just got hosted with a thousand people. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy my birthday. I feel like people who are toxic are toxic because they don't like something about themselves, so they have to put down others to make themselves feel better. And I just think that's just such a, you know, bankrupt kind of way to think. You know, it's just there's there's no brain cells up there. There there's no there's no thought or anything like that. It's just. But like you said, and like they said, don't give them the power, you know, and that's, 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 that's what that's I very did. important. I did. I made sure I didn't do that. I made yeah. sure I posted on Twitter, made sure I didn't want, I didn't want anyone to see this stuff because I go through it every day and it gets boring. It's boring. So Black History Month, it was the worst, <laughs> the worst, talking about getting the worst of the worst. It was just the worst. I had spam with everything, uh, you could think of that was racially slurred <laughs> and uh, didn't care about what I represent. I was getting embarrassed on Twitter telling me I was doing botting, this, that, and the third, this, that, and the, this, the, the botting was one of them. This was, and then people basically adding me using racial slurs. And I was like losing it. 
<laughs> and I was just like, <sighs> yeah, whatever. It got old and now it's just an immune to me. So I don't really pay any attention. I think all my birthday was, they, they took a crack at it and they almost had it. Uh, but it didn't stop me. I just kept on going. We, we kept going. We had a great time. We celebrated. We, we had fun. Um, I think that was, I don't really celebrate my birthday, but I think so many people in the Destiny community made me feel like it was the most amazing birthday ever to have. So many people showed me love. I mean, EK, Cross, EK, man. It, EK was like, you know, like made everybody just feel great in my channel, like bringing his whole community and everybody showing me love and showing those subs and my community just going in with all the love. It's something I'm not used to. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the, uh, I'm not used to this type of stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not used to being so high up and people liking what I do. I hear a lot of people, you know, enjoy what I do, but I'm just, not used to it but I've I've improved so much if to answer your question I am very very much improved uh over the course of this year on how to react to a whole lot of racial slurs and disrespectful things and I hope other people who now go through it and give them some great answers as much as though the biggest providers gave me answers so I just share that with everybody else who goes through it and, and dude like thank you so much for sharing this because for me on the outside looking in like I didn't know about this I knew, I know, I knew nothing about all of the things that you have to go through on a daily basis. Yeah. And like, that's, that's just like, we can't accept this as a society. We can't live like this. And even like, for me, like, I'm sorry for not coming to you and being like, Hey, are you okay? Like, are you dealing with things that are really tough like that? And, and like, we don't do that enough. And that's, dude, that's so deep. Like, yeah, like that's, that's just, you can't, you can't take what those people say because they just try to bring you down. Nothing you could, like, nothing anybody can tell me at all is going to change how I feel. I know a lot of people will tell me it's okay, just ignore it, but you will never understand it. From my perspective, you're there. Me, so you're actually living it, right? Yeah. You can't, you can't sit here and say, "Don't let them get under your skin. Don't let them change your vibe. Don't let them, don't let them affect you." And that's so easy for you to say, because you're not dealing with it like that. You're not dealing with it, yeah. Right? And of course, I tell, I have to explain to everybody that I'm never going to change who I am. But this should never be allowed, or you should never go in and uh, literally antagonize somebody like that, and especially my family. Yeah, that's where it crosses the line. Uh, yeah. And we yeah, all need fact, to come you know. together and to make sure this does not happen. Like that, that's just that's crossing the line of human decency. You don't do that. I'm sorry. And I mean, you're you're a strong dude for being here to motivate and to inspire and to do great things in this community. And then in return to have to deal with crap like that. That's, that's tough, dude. I'm, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Oh, you don't have to apologize for that, man. You know, it, it, it is like normal. I say it all the time. It is, 
it has become a normal thing and it's just something I don't I don't pay uh, any attention to, man. I just keep on moving forward. That's why I always preach, don't look back, just move forward. What's the world without haters, right? And obviously I didn't have them until I start climbing and making progress. So obviously the progress is good that people have to come in and say what they want to say. Man can say as much as they want. It just, it won't stop me, man. I'll stay motivated. I'll stay pushing. I'm not going to stop, man. I know what I come to face. I'm, I'm ready for it. On, on that note, let's change the subject just a little bit. Something a little bit more positive. What are your thoughts on the current state of Destiny today? Current state about Destiny? Game's broken. Game's lost a whole lot of sighting. Um, I love Bungie to death. I will always give them the credentials. I'm going to still play the game. The game is definitely broken. It's in a bad spot. Um, we can't pretend like it ain't. But if I enjoy the game and how I feel about it, I enjoy it. I like it. I like it because I can talk to my community. The game is definitely lost sightings and PvP is a whole lot. Stasis just got fixed, which is an okay deal, but still not enough to get this game back to where it needs to be. Um, I'm not going to compare it to Destiny 1 because this is not Destiny 1. This is Destiny 2. Destiny 2 has, has a lot of flaws. Uh, the route that they took, probably not the best route that they should have taken. Um, going from season to season is not a good thing to do. There's nothing else to do. It's the same old activities. As you rinse and repeat, EAZ is pretty much a boring deal, and we appreciate the chest and everything being back there. But let's be honest, this is a one-week, okay, I'm having fun, and now I'm done deal. Um, it's not in its best places. The raids that come back that are fun for two weeks and not fun. Leveling people off at a 1340 for you to play this game and you tell people to take time off of this game, pretty much not the right move to do uh, because they can't even do your time lost stuff. So people will never experience it. And the people who do have the stuff are not even happy with half of the things they have. They like to show it off. And I get there. A lot of us have to make content for this game, but I'm not here to make destiny content every day. I'm here just to interact with my family and uh, my community uh, play PVP and PVE and just shoot my gun because Destiny 2 by far is one of the best first-person shooters I've ever played. And I've always give Bungie that heads up. That, you know, keep on trying, keep doing what you're doing. But the game is definitely not in a great place. Uh, this game definitely needs uh, uh, a little bit of work. And I'm not going to rush those guys for that. Uh, Bungie hates uh, just straight-up honesty sucking up. Got to be able to give them some actual, actual serious answers and I give them serious answers on a understandable level as a grown man not as a boy but as a grown man without the cuss words and say hey this is what needs to be fixed I'm not really liking this but uh coming at an intelligent perspective is is pretty much the way to go about anything especially with no matter what game it is any game dev uh you got to come at this intelligently and I'm not a game dev. I'm not, I don't know what they do. I don't know how long it takes for them to make this. Yes, I love imagery and everything like that. The perfect gallery and the pictures and stuff like that of the game. Bungie is famous on making great trailers, but the gameplay is just never it uh, when it comes to this game. Um, used to be hyped, and I will always be hyped because trailers give me hype when Bungie drop them. But this make or break has been make or break for almost a whole year, and right now this game is still at break. It has not made it. Um Game does not last no longer than about two weeks before somebody starts complaining. Give it a week before somebody starts complaining about something and testing stuff. Just not happy. Um, I think I'm just, I believe that right now, maybe this is what they're intending to do. I know I said they don't intend it, but I believe that there's pretty much probably a story behind all of this, man. 
Uh, Sabathun, this, that, and the third, I believe is going to be like the heaviest hitting story and changing of your mind of ever, ever, of ever when it comes to Destiny 2. So I truly do believe that Destiny 2 is probably going into a stronger spot. But I believe that this is all part of a a a, a funny joke on Sabathun's end. And maybe this is the, like, for people who are so into Destiny, maybe this is what Sabathun wants you to be mad. Maybe he wants you to be angry, complain. It's that in the third. I believe that, like, Bungie's taking their steps into a different situation. But I do believe that the game can... I see, I see light for this game. I'm not going to say much, but I see light, very much light for this game. And not just because of crossplay, but I see it's some great light. You know what I mean? All I can tell people to do every day is just hold on. <laughs> Play something else and then come back. You're not going to miss anything. EAZ, all this social stuff, it's great things to hold over, but this is every somehow all these things work. Basically, you can play it or you can take some time away. I believe that this is like Bungie's chill period where you can take your time away from the game and play other games. But right now, the game is really not in a great state. PvP is laggy. Hackers are still out there. Anti-cheat is improving, but not at its best levels. Consoles are still getting a lot of cheaters now. That is, we just found out like a couple days ago that I was right. That there actually are cheaters on the console. So it's, it's a... We don't oh, have there's any- definitely it- cheaters on console. I've seen, I've seen it. Yeah. happen in oh. pvp mm-hmm. and and that, and that let's let's start with pvp like how it's been so neglected i feel like for so long like no new maps no new game modes like it's been over 500 hundred something days since we've had a new map in in the mode i mean they um, know and, and i and, really hope they address it in some way in season 15 we gotta get something they gotta give us something with pvp they can't just ignore it completely until the next expansion you're on a thread in, man. You're on a strong end of uh, the, I'd say it again, like I said before, you're on thin ice when it comes to PvP. As yeah, I don't know how long these PvP players are going to handle this, uh, but uh, if they see something that doesn't have to do with PvP, it's probably going to be a lion rampant. Like, it's probably going to be. How long big... can they hang on, you know, like yeah. on broken promises? Oh, you know, we got, we got like... Halo coming out. We got Halo coming out <laughs> yeah. with new content with a new major game that it will be free to play with the pvp so you have a pretty large player base that can potentially go and play halo now instead of playing destiny because destiny is so neglected so i really hope they figure something out maybe bring back an old map i think that'll help you know and i really hope they figure something out in season 15 with the anti-cheat because that's a big problem that's why i don't play trials because there, there's cheaters everywhere. You, you can't really play trials and win unless you're cheating or you're like God tier player, like Rebukin. Uh. <laughs> Shout outs to Reb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the problem. You know, it's just like there's not enough incentive either. Yeah. You know, it's like there's nothing really to chase. You know, where there's things to chase in PvE, you know, there's, there's, not nearly enough for people in PvP. Oh, don't get me started, yeah. man. So, and I've forgotten and all of those things were pretty much an amazing deal. It felt accomplished for clues. All of this stuff that you would chase for well, giving people a reason to play comp, having a weapon at the end after you unlock the Lunas to get a higher tiered weapon of the same gun that looks better, like the brother and the sister. That was a perfect concept. It was yeah. a beautiful reason to go play PvP. 
and you know had pve players even go embrace into pvp it made the player base in pvp feel much bigger yeah. right now pvp is in the same state it's been in for a whole year still dealing with the same old maps same old gunplay same old things nothing has changed uh i, I don't know i don't know how far you something interesting you mentioned the uh luna's howl and also what about the recluse and the mountaintop right literally in order for you to excel in the raid and really be able to do damage during a crown of sorrow guess what you had to have mountaintop recluse in many mm. situations people would not even invite you to play unless you had that combination right you know, and so down. that meant that that gave you purpose to go and play Crucible and excel in the Crucible. And now I feel like it's not really there. You're just chasing after the seals. And after you get so many, guess what? Doesn't really matter. It's an empty grind. There's be honest, nothing, I don't there's care nothing there. You know, know. I, I'll be very, very honest. I do not care for the seals. I'm not here for the seals. I'm, I'm here for the gameplay. And gameplay is off. It is, is it is a is a problem. Yeah. Gameplay has definitely been off for a while, especially on console with all these lag spikes, and all these everybody just disappearing out of nowhere, and everybody sees the same exact deal. Uh, I just believe that the sunsetting was a bad idea. I agree, like, dude. I agree. So yeah, I know. Like, I I thought the same thing from day one. Sunsetting was a bad idea, and then they went and they had to go back and, and change it, and that made. The weapons feel less special, and now it's just like, eh. The game has taught me that everything that I get in the game just doesn't really have anything special there. It's just another item that will either be sunset or I'll get something better eventually. Yeah, I think that right now, ain't nothing to do in Destiny, I'll be very honest. You turn on Destiny, everybody's probably got more orbit hours in gameplay right now. <laughs> yep. yep. I, I, yeah. hey, I'm guilty of that. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same. Yep. I, I'm logging on, trying to get a group to play. Nobody's on. So I'm like, all right, let's just go do something else because I'm not going to play strikes and I'm not going to play a raid by myself. Exactly. You see what you just said? It's basically mm-hmm. exactly what the game is right now. I don't know what to do. Exactly what we're dealing with right now. Yeah. That's why, since nobody knows what to do, What's the best thing? Go complain. Amaze. We're going to get you on the Nintendo train. Don't you worry. We're going to get you on some Zelda. Oh, man. We're going to show you. We're going to show you the light. Uh, The Nintendo DS. I played a lot of Zelda. Link was my homie. Okay. Zelda organs, or or, I don't know how it is. Is it Arenas of Time or Arenas of Time? Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time, one of the best games ever made. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, My strategy guide, it took me that long to understand exactly what I The Water Temple, right? The Water Temple. (laughs) temple Blow my mind like, what do I actually do? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Do (laughs) it. So I'm going to totally admit this on the podcast. Don't tell anybody you listen to the podcast uh but i actually have a strategy guide for zelda breath of the wild because there's just so much to do it's so massive that it's like i need some direction for what i'm doing i'm not mad at that you're getting an actual zelda if you're getting anything that has to do with zelda strategy guide it is needed because i i was i'm gonna tell you right now i've been playing when i played zelda back in the day i was on the same thing for five to six weeks 
I go back, I sit here, and I will be in there for hours at the same part, coming back to the same place, and not knowing what else I needed to do. I was like, what do I need to do? And when you go look at the strategy guy, you'll just say, man, I must be really stupid. Because, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of these things that they're right in front of my face, and I just don't go and pay attention to it. And Zelda has a lot of that. Like The core I see, yeah. They're like right in front of my face, but it's like I don't see it. Exactly. And I think my favorite one out of all the Zeldas that I played was Majora's Mask. Putting mask on and changing characters. Link was just... Link turning into so many like different ones. Just throwing those masks on, I always thought it was good. Majora's Mask is like the most amazing Zelda I've ever played in my life. And if I could go back and play that again, I would. You hear that, Nintendo? We need them on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, on the Switch, maybe that will convert a maze and get him on the Switch fan. We can do this. I know we can do this. Mike, Mike, get me on there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that would be great. And you know, I know you got a little one. And let me tell you, there are so many great games that you can play with your boy. And oh man, you would have so much fun. He'd probably break it. <laughs> yeah, Mario Golf. Mario Golf. <laughs> you look at it, you probably throw it. If I say we should <laughs> yeah. throw everything I got. So okay. I have to make sure I keep the the, the Nintendo away from him. My mom will see now. He's two. He's going to be three in September. Oh, my goodness. All right. So a few more years. Okay. Yeah, we'll give yeah, him a couple more years. Yeah. By the time the Switch Pro comes out, I think he'll be old enough. So, yeah, my son has locked me out of my own apartment. Like, yeah, my son is ratchet. <laughs> He's a two year old. I literally go onto the deck and look outside and I look back and he has locked me out. Like, and I don't know how to get back in. So I had to climb over this little roof piece and then jump back over the apartment stairs and then get back into the door. And he'll just sit there and be laughing and running. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Un's a great one and a mean one. <laughs> <laughs> well, soon enough, we're going to get him into Destiny and we're going to make him the hype man junior. I, I know it. I know it's going to happen. Well, if you're ready. I just, uh, <laughs> hey, before you know it, you'll be in college. You just wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll be little for so long. Shadow, Shadow Price knows. College, by the way, uh, for him. Okay. Hey. They have built him up for college. It is um, that. Yeah. Destiny's amazing, man. That community's nuts. That's that's amazing. So on the topic of other games, if Destiny did not exist, what other games would you be playing right now? Maybe Zelda? Uh, Maybe uh, Grand Theft Auto 5? I don't know. You tell uh, me. Uh, you already just said it. And okay. I'll be playing. <laughs> okay, Zelda or GTA 5. Okay. I feel like I've known you my whole life now. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much either that or Ark. Uh, I can't even leave Ark out of the picture. Ark is another chilled vibe kind of game. I love Ark and dinosaurs for some reason. Doing nothing without dinosaurs. Uh, that like I don't know. Like I like building. Not talking about Minecraft. I used to play Minecraft, and it would put me to sleep with the elevator music. But Ark is different. I'm scared of it, and I like it at the same time. Like it's. I'm not going to lie. Like, I built something and it was the biggest tiger or biggest thing or whatever in front of my, like, build. And I was so scared out of my mind, dude. And I did not know what to do in ARC. But it was fun. You know, everybody in chat's laughing. They're clipping it. You know, it's a So I think I would go actually go either ARC or GTA. I can't say Zelda because I don't have Nintendo. So, yeah. Not yet. You don't. Not, not yet. Okay, not not yet. yet. Okay, I like it. <laughs> Shadow Price, like, getting ready. He's going to make that pitch. 
I, I can tell. If I oh, yeah, Metroid Prime 4. Metroid Prime 4 is going to come that's, out. Yeah, that's going to be a big... There's a lot of good titles, and Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out next year at some point, and there's, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff. But then, like, how, when do you find the time, right? Because you're creating content, you're making music, you're making big moves, so it's like you only have so much time in the day. I get that. Totally get that. Mm. So on a slightly different topic, what do you do when you're not gaming or motivating guardians on Twitch? Always busy. Always busy. Love it. Either I'm either on Twitter all dang day or I'm on YouTube learning something or I'm working on something to put together to make something bigger or talking to some deals and making some bigger deals or talking to my son and basically laughing with him. Being and a dad, right. okay. Every that's day. important. Yeah. Every day is pretty much busy, busy, busy. I don't get to watch. People ask me if I watch stuff. Nope. I just started watching Dragon Ball Heroes after like two years, thanks to Conquer Gears. Uh, and I barely even do that. Uh, more likely, it's either sun, busy, sun, streaming, sun, busy, sun, streaming. <laughs> so, um, you get what I'm saying? See yep. how that, that yep. operates like every day? Yeah. Uh, it requires it. a lot. Yeah. And having yep. having Most someone time. at the age of two, I mean, I can only imagine. Yeah, but even make spaces on Twitter sometimes. So no time's wasted, man. I'm always a very busy guy, man. I, I really, when I tell people that I am busy, I am busy. It is no joke when I say I'm busy. I am never done. Love that. And that's, that is the key to success. Stay busy, do great things, inspire others, and just keep moving forward. Yes, yes. Consistency is Love key. That. Love that. So what is your favorite song of all time? And who is your favorite musician of all time and why? Uh, one, I don't have a favorite song. Okay. Two, favorite musician is Tupac. Okay, Tupac. Tupac. The reason why Tupac is my favorite is because Tupac looked at things outside of just music. He looked at life, actually woke, wake up. Beyond just music, it was more likely like actually understanding the music, not just writing it, understanding it, like telling you stuff. It was like his music was telling you stuff. The music we listen to now, I have no idea what we're listening to, but I believe it makes you go stupid. And music back in the day had meaning. This music nowadays, I have no idea yet again what this music is. I feel like it's just all stupid. Like, I feel like when I listen to some of this, I'm like, bro, am I going stupid? Are we just signing a, like, we just signing people because, ah, yeah. Like, what, what, what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, like, what has happened? You know what I mean? Like, am I going dumb? Like, you know I mean, you have to wake up for a second to say, hold on, man, what am I doing? Does this even make sense? And what am I doing? You know what I mean? That's Tupac had meaning, messages, life, all his music. He inspired me, him, and I can't, oh, since you only asked for one, I had DMX, he had asthma like I do, inspired me to do stuff. Yeah, uh, I, it's Tupac, definitely. 
Yeah, I think Tupac, Biggie, DMX. Dude, I still remember going to Virgin Megastore in New York City, and I picked up the uh, D12 album. And the words were so motivating. The words were so powerful, you know? Mm -hmm. And I I miss that. I feel like we're losing that in a way. Like, even with music, the way that music is distributed, you don't have, like, a physical album that you can pick up now. You have to buy it digitally unless you buy, like, a special edition. Yeah, you you you're right. You say you feel like you're losing it. Yeah, we've already we've already we passed it because yeah. the new generation. Yep, it's a whole new I thing. It's like right it's like the difference between you know going from using cassettes or VHS and then switching to DVDs and then switching to Blu-rays. And now it's like uh, Blu-ray is kind of becoming a thing of the past too. And now we have 4K. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So. Mm-hmm. If you're going on vacation and you are stuck on a deserted island and you can only bring three things with you, what do you bring and why? My family, of course. My community, of course. If I could, like, have a big thing, I will bring my community because they're all smart. (laughs) And I will probably bring my... uh, so, you know why you bring your community? Because they bring stuff too. So yep. they, they add to the collection. I was, was going to say that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. here. You know what I mean? Like I will literally do that. I will bring my family, my community, and my console because I know they can bring stuff too, and I got nothing to lose. So yeah, and they're very smart. My my community is very very smart. They definitely know how to cook because they all talk about food. So I'm not really worried about us in the food department. Uh, Love that. But um, just and, their positive, positive thinking create positivity. Regardless, I think light is really, really having good light and having good vibes and good energy it creates a good vibe no matter where you go. You know what I mean? Uh, you develop together that way, sort of like a chain reaction. Yeah, so, that's, that's a what, great answer. Yeah, and now you mentioned console. Which console would you bring? Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? What's your console of choice? Yeah, I said to chat. I only bring one mouse. Only one console I'm bringing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Chat pretty Let's much. See if the chat knows. Which console is amazing bringing with like him every day? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I play. <laughs> I'm not bringing anything else. Stadia. Stadia. Oh, I like it. Yes. Google Stadia. There you go. That? Nintendo 64. Come on, don't act chat. Don't act chat. <laughs> N64, okay. Yeah, yeah, like trolls. That. There are trolls, trolls, trolls. No. Uh, I know. It's I, Xbox. You already knew. Corn. Of course I knew. What? I was just trying to have a conversation here. You know, I, I do. But. They don't know <laughs> which one Series X. Are we bringing a Series X? Which which one? Which Xbox? Because there's a lot of different Xbox consoles now. You can get an Xbox Series X here right now. This is great. Okay. This is great. This is beautiful. Right, let's hear. You know I'm bringing a refrigerator. Come on. Now. <laughs> okay. Okay. The fridge. Yeah. I like nice. it. Well, I mean, you're gonna bring your community with all the food, so you gotta bring you gotta bring it for real. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried. Okay. And I mean, if destiny isn't is in a bad spot, you might as well just, you know, have some food and be happy and good. It's a good, good way to approach life. 
You wasn't expecting that approach, were you? Uh, oh, I was not, but this is game-changing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Amaze, who inspired you in your journey as a content creator? And I think I know the answer to this, but I'm still going to ask this because it's on my list. Who but inspired me who inspired as a content creator? Yeah. Please do tell me who you think it is, and I'm going to tell you. Okay, I think, I think it would probably be your grandma. Holy crap. Am I right? You're right. Ah, man. See, I told you. I know you. Okay. Hey, man. That's not. <laughs> so, so let's hear it from you. Why? Why, why your grandma? Because, man, my grandma taught me so many things about myself that I didn't even know about myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, that word, they're, they're using the voice. I always thought my grandma was, like, like losing it or something. I always say, why do you keep saying have this voice why do you keep telling me that like i don't have a voice <laughs> yeah i tell that all the time you have the voice always you do. Dude, you always that, had it too uh yeah i'm so, i wish i would have listened so much earlier man yeah uh, but uh it inspired me man because nobody really believed in me when it came to video games i was always treated as that uh that laughing stock because they believed that when it came to gaming, I could never amount to anything. That was family, friends, that's anybody who in RL knew nothing about video games. And I was a video game addict when I was born. Like when my father introduced me to my first system, I was nothing but video game nerdish. I love nothing but video games. I beat all the games I played. My dad would rate me games every Friday and after we found out we when Twitch was introduced to me by some LFG group, who knew? Who knew that that would be the case for me? Gave you that platform that you needed to. Yeah. Who knew that you gaming had? would make you money? Something you enjoy doing would make you revenue and money. And man, after I blew up, sort of shut everybody down who disbelieved me. <laughs> and even in my family. Father always knew I had it. Grandma always knew I had it. Mother didn't. Everybody else didn't. That's my that's my uh, father and my grandmother. That's it. My father was the one who did some big investing for me to get a better computer and stuff. So, yeah, I'm gonna say my grandmother. Yep. That's 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 really deep. And uh, yeah, and thank you for opening up about that because it's not easy. It's not easy to talk about, you know. Oh, no, and, uh, not not at all, dude. My, like. My my dad inspired me in many ways because my, my dad passed away just earlier this year and it's rough. It's really rough. But, you know, he always told me, like, you have something special and it motivates me every day, motivates me to work harder, to do more and to not make excuses and just work hard and to do positive things to help people. And that's how I try to live my life, you know, and, and it's it's. <clears throat> climb but you take you hold those memories right and you let them make you a better person and you hold on to those memories and that's so important those memories uh always be with me because i always feel them right here i always feel my grandmother always watching always knowing and always reminding me why i'm doing so well oh i don't i don't ever have to worry man nothing's gonna be able to stop me man i have too much too much energy aura and protection yeah, and you got your little guy, man. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, like a little version of you. 
every time I see him in the background, man. Oh, he's, okay. yeah, he he wants in Canberra. He wants in all. I, I bet he does. He wants to go in there with his dad and do his thing. I get it. Yeah. Hey, before you know it, he's going to be doing it too, man. You're going to you're going to teach him. You're going to teach him some great things. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, man. That's the truth. I only speak the truth, brother. Thanks. So, on a slightly more positive su- subject, what grinds your gears? Everybody has that one thing that grinds their gears. What grinds my gears? Like, like, aiming wise? Yeah, like you know. I uh, mean, you should know the answer to that. I'm pretty sure all everybody should know the answer to what whatever grinds their gears. If you play Destiny too. I even made a mention, matter of fact, two days ago and said you need to bring Advil and Aleve with you when you play this game because it affects you mentally. I would say PvP. And it, okay. It, it oh, yeah, PvP. Gears okay. in the highest ways. I can feel my personality punching me in the face and says, why are you playing this stupid game mode? Because more than likely... The game is broken, and I know it's broken, and literally I can't do anything about it, but I'm going to sit here and still play it because, yeah, why not, right? Nothing else to do. Um, so I'm going to say, yes, PvP, man. These cheaters, these 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 people who come in with these crazy demon-style names and death-style-looking names really blow my mind because I always feel like these guys are like the darkest of darkest cheaters in the game, and no one does anything about it because... Why? I have no idea, but I I know how to peep out console cheaters. I've been peeping them out for the longest period of time, and every time I die to somebody who's literally crazy OD skilled and can't be touched, and you shoot them like 10 times and nothing happens, it's always somebody with a death threat styled anime or a crazy looking name, and they only come out at nighttime. Oh, I don't really have any problems during the day. It's at 9 to 10 o'clock p, uh, p.m. in the afternoon or at night in EST area. I always see all these crazy cheaters. And literally in my mind, I always thought, man, I must really suck. But somehow I'm so good when I'm playing up actual skilled players. And when I play up against these characters of people in PvP with the darkest names and the crazy animes. Yeah, it's those really. That's what grinds my gear. My, what grinds my gears is those guys are toxic, they're dangerous, and they cheat badly. That's what it is. That's how I feel. That's what grinds my gears the most. These animated, funny, not no-brained cheaters. That's what grinds my gears in gaming, in PvP. And I believe that they're not just in Destiny. I believe that they're everywhere. That's what grinds my gears. Love that. You know what grinds my gears? I know. Too. Mosquitoes. Because I can go hiking, and if you forget your uh, mosquito block, dude, they're everywhere. You can't avoid them. Like, I went hiking, like, about a month ago, and they were just all over the place, and you can't freaking escape them. And it was the most frustrating thing, and I just, I was upset at myself for not bringing any kind of bug spray that's what grinds my gears. That's your question. Yeah. You just went like way off on what my rage level was. I did. <laughs> I totally did. Well, but that's that's what grinds my gears. I did it. I, 
Like, yeah. That's what grinds my gears. I could have said that grinds my gears because I killed like 10 of them yesterday on stream. But oh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 no. Well, see, PvP like, doesn't bother me as much because I just don't play because it's like, what's the purpose, right? For me to be upset? Because here's the thing. I do the podcast, but I'm not obligated to play the game on a day-to-day basis because I don't really have an audience that watches me play, right? Very different. But you can, though. I, I could. I could, but I got I got other things I'm working on, brother. Oh. Plus, like, plus, plus, you know, like, I, I don't think I would really be very fun to watch, you know? Like... You don't look. You don't have to. I'm gonna have to give you. You you give me like you 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 look out for me. You talk to me. Let me give you some advice, man. Yeah, I you don't never know what you're gonna get into, man, until you try it. You're totally you, right. You're anybody, totally right. Like you don't know if anybody is not gonna like your content if you don't try it. You seem like a very very nice guy, and you yourself said we need more positive in the world. So I mean. <laughs> Why not do it yourself? You're well, you know, I, I think I think I'm already kind of doing that with the podcast, though, right? Because I get to hang out with amazing people like you who can inspire the world, and then we can bring on some smaller creators who can tell us the amazing things they're working on. Like, it's I, I'm I'm doing that in a very different format, right? But in a way, like I I would like to think that I'm doing something positive here to tell the stories of the people like you who have an important message to share then maybe you don't get a chance to share that on a day-to-day when people just watch you play. I'm not even going to lie. That is totally true. So you definitely have a point. Well put. Thank um, you. But, and I, I love the game. And and it's like, dude, I've been playing the game since beta, since it came out. Like, it's been part of my life since the very beginning. In fact, I'll be honest, if it wasn't for Destiny, I wouldn't want to start a podcast. I wouldn't be motivated to start it and to see it through for 76 episodes. Like, that wouldn't have happened. You know, and Shadow Price has been there from the very beginning, too. We were doing this before we even started for like 50, 60 episodes because we were so crap. We couldn't bring bring it to ourselves to release it. Those are some rough. Those were some rough recordings. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. we were doing that with (laughs) Skype. Like, you know, it took practice. It took it took time to get to where we are. But I'm, I'm proud of it. Right. And I think we have room to grow. I think that, you know. Maybe start doing video at some point in the future. I think that's a good step up. But I love meeting you guys. I love being inspired by people like you and to share your stories. And I think that's that's what's special. Like to me, it's it's podcasting. It's being able to hang out every Thursday night with inspiring people like yourself and to learn about what you do for an hour and to tell your story. Have some mm-hmm. interesting conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm basically and this is definitely an interesting conversation and on that note i know like you don't you don't have to say anything i know you got things you got you know you got things you signed you can't say everything but what is next for you in your journey from what you can say my journey i know you i know you're doing a lot i know (laughs) i honestly My journey, um, it's not a lot at stake here. It's more of a who's going to find me because uh, I'm um, working on a lot of couple of other things that I'm trying to do. So it's like, <clears throat> it seems like there's something big coming my way. I just can't say it 
And uh, maybe somebody's going to get really, really lucky to have somebody on their team that's going to be motivated and as well as entertaining and as a streamer. Um, I, I hope I, that happens. I hope that happens. I, and, I, and that would be amazing. No fun intended. No fun intended. That would be really amazing. And I think I think you have big things that you have going for you and like beyond what you realize because one i think your musical your musical talents are way 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 on a higher level than what you even know dude like you are very talented you are rare like you should be recording albums and just doing things 20 times what you're doing right now and i know you're gonna get there because you're hardworking. you're honest you're determined and you're doing positive things and that's all that matters beyond all the bullshit beyond all the negativity and racism and everything that's going on around you like fuck that you're doing big things because this is what you were destined to do this was your destiny hmm dang dang thank you holy Holy. okay And like, like real talk, like I don't really like I go and I hang out with people on on stream because I want to support them. But like, as far as like really somebody who really motivates me, who really like who's really powerful, that's you. I can't think of anybody else. And I love all the content creators that I've met in my entire journey. They're all amazing people. But like, there's something special about you. And I'm being real. And that's why like it's so awesome to get a chance to finally like meet you and hang out with you beyond just hanging out on a Twitch stream, you know, getting to really learn about Amaze and who you are and what you're about. And this, this was so awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome, man. You're very, very welcome. I always say it again, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Of course. And we, we got a couple more things that we're going to talk about here on the show. I don't know if you have time, but if you do, we do. Uh, we have, Season of the Splicer, it's out right now. And there's some mixed feelings about that. And we've been learning that people aren't completely happy with the current state of Destiny. And I want to kind of dig a little deeper into that and learn a little bit more into, first off, what are we enjoying about Destiny? Because it's so easy to be negative, right? Like, everybody can be negative and say, oh, we hate this. But, like... Is there anything about the game this season that you enjoyed? Override. Okay. That's 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 pretty much all I enjoyed is the override because I just like shooting my gun and talking to you. Did you like the vault of glass? Uh yeah. I enjoyed okay. the vault of glass. It was uh it was old. I enjoyed it. You know, it was I old mechanics <laughs> and stuff hmm. like that, but um yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked uh, how they changed it up a little bit, but it's, yet again, it's, I mean, ooh, it's cool. It's cool to see how it looks in Destiny 2, especially for people who play PC. I know it's pretty much, a, like, amazing to see it in 60 frames or higher than that. And, yeah, I mean, that's all I see. I mean, honestly, and nothing else. Hey, nothing else. And, of course, the lore, but that's about it. I finally added a story to the game. That's, like, the beautiful piece that I love because I love lore. So Yeah, the lore this season has been pretty... Yeah on point yeah Sorry. yeah the lore was great and i still have to finish the story i'm, I'm like i'm 
I feel bad. I think I'm like on like uh, the seventh uh, mission or whatever, but I'll, I'll get there. Definitely get that finished soon because I do want to finish getting that full story experience that I know I've been missing out on. Uh, Shadow Price, what about you? I know you've been playing this season a lot more in the beginning than now, but what are your thoughts on this yeah. season? Have you enjoyed anything in particular? I mean, I enjoyed it in the beginning, you know, when we were yeah. doing the, you know, the missions and, you know, the lore that you're getting from, you know, the overarching, you know, plot line. And when Vogue came, I enjoyed that for a little bit. But I haven't been playing it that much myself uh, recently. And when the story and everything, you've done that, you know, that's just how it was in D1. When you got the story done, you got everything done, where did you go? PvP, right? You, you spent your time in PvP. Problem is, is you can't really do that in this game. Uh, it's just right now, state, yeah. at the current state, you can't. You just, it's just, it's, there's nothing there. There's nothing to chase. It's just, you know, same maps. It, no new game modes or anything like that. No, like, capture the flag. No, like, you know, what happened to combined arms, like in D1, you know, when we had maps, bigger maps with vehicles and things like that, you know. I knew it wasn't for everybody, but you know what it did? It added variety, you know. It added a little something for everybody to do, you know. It just, and I just feel like there's, it's a little shallow right now, I guess. You know, it's, there's, there's not, there's nothing new there, you know? Yeah. And hopefully, and I know they know this. I I know they know this, you know, they've addressed it a few times. You're like, you know, we're working on some things in the background, you know, we're not willing to discuss it at this time. We're doing some, you know, they're making the changes. They made the stasis changes and things like that. And, you know, that's great and all. But we need some serious content infused into PvP. Like, you know. And also, like, it's cool. Like, they, they add these, like, six-man missions, like, every now and then. You know, and it's pretty cool. Because, I mean, shooting your gun and uh, the enemies is a lot of fun. And there's no other game that it feels better to shoot your gun in than Destiny. Um, but it's like, I feel like they could do more there, too. You know, modes that could... uh uh, yeah, we, we talked about this, Corn. Something akin more to firefight from uh, Halo, you know. Yeah. Um, I think something that will have more staying power. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't. I'd want them to get a little crazy again. You know, bring a little Halo into Destiny. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, I, I would love them to go to try that. You know? And as Ruku in chat says, Bungie, please add mosquitoes in Destiny. Come on. Let's have a little fun, right? Come on. We can do this. Yeah. And I mean, battles, please, because I've been wanting space battles for space battles. Yes. Now. Where's I'm my space you, battles? Right. That like, one what? mission we had in Halo Reach, man, with the space, like the space battle, the space mission. That was a lot of fun, right? That yeah, was cool. I, it was I different. Really enjoyed it. It was it was a blast. And I think they need something new to really spice things up. I think Bungie as a company, they've gotten too comfortable with several things. One, relying on feedback from the community to 
build their game after seven years i feel like you should probably have the foundation where you don't need to rely on your community to know how to build the game and i feel like they're still figuring things out where they should know by now right and they're trying i know they're doing as much as they can but something's missing in the seasonal content and amaze really mentioned it earlier how the game is lacking something with with seasons seasons don't feel the same to me i think that they're doing some really nice things especially this season with the story but there's something missing i think the override missions that you have to do each and every week like three times and then you have to do that on every character like i think that becomes a little bit repetitive and when you think about from a gameplay perspective, like you want to keep things fun, you want to keep things different and engaging. That's what I appreciated about playing the Menageries when that was available, because every time it felt like you were playing something different. And yeah, after a while, after doing it like one or 200 times, it became repetitive, but it took you longer to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I definitely think that. But one thing that I really enjoyed was the Vault of Glass. Although I will be honest, I wish we got a new raid every season. I mean, we can't argue that it wouldn't be nice if we did that, did get a new raid. And not just like an, a returning raid. I think that's great. And I think they should bring back a returning raid. But for every returning raid that we get, we should, we should also get a new raid, right? Like that would really create some new meaningful content that we can play. And maybe I'm wrong because I don't see the metrics for how many people are playing the raids. I'm curious, like what, what needs change? How can Bungie change the current state of the game to make things better, to improve on the foundation that they have now in destiny? What do you both think? Well, I, I say it all the time, man. It's the simple stuff in my mind, uh, in my mindset of what they could possibly do to Destiny. It's the simple things, like add little things that that make the game, that could possibly make the game like stand out a little bit more, man. Like the old system in Destiny 1 in the Crucible, where after we win, it shows everybody and what reward they got. Uh, I just, I believe that the, if, if we play like... The, the things that I'm thinking of is you can bring back strikes related to make people go back into strikes and get geared at and only be getting in get, get in to be done in that strike. I'm sorry. Um, like get like exclusive guns like you used to do in D1. All the stuff from D1, you just need to throw it in the D2. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> pretty much you don't need to do anything else. It's uh it's literally simple. Let's throw it right in D2 because it seems like you're just slowly bringing stuff back from D1 into D2, which is sort of confusing to me. And Bungie knows I love them, but I am confused. It just seems like you're rebuying stuff from Destiny 1 that you already have in Destiny 1 just to put it in Destiny 2. It's confusing. Is it not? It, was, it would have been nice if it was there all along in the beginning and then they could have added. And it, it makes sense from the standpoint that Bungie before when they were making expansions and dlcs they had two other studios that were supporting the efforts they had high moon studios they had vicarious visions i think something really changed after they lost that it was after that activision split that something happened from a development standpoint where they had to shift certain efforts into publishing as an example where they just couldn't really do producing the content on that same scale 
And I yeah. mean, that that seems like one of the issues they had. And I really hope they figure it out by scaling up. Right. If they can't produce the content on their own, then work with another company that can. Right. Like and I'm sure players will be willing to pay more money for that privilege for that content, because I know it doesn't it's not free for them to do that. But even if they have to say, look, we're going to charge you five to ten dollars more for the expansions, but we're going to have another studio supporting the efforts and that ten dollars will go to them. Like, I don't think people are going to be too upset about that. I don't think they're going to lose that many players. If anything, it's going to make the game stronger and better. Agree. Again. So Solstice of Heroes is happening right now. This is probably going to be a quick discussion. What are your thoughts on Solstice of Heroes in 2021? Boring. Yeah, he, he exact words. Perfect, perfect, uh, perfect, uh, yeah, answer. It's yeah. boring. There's it's, nothing. It's, it's, it's the same. It's, it's been the same, the same for how many years now? Three years, I think, right? <laughs> if same I'm, thing. Same yeah. thing. In order to same thing. EAZ. I said I didn't want to see EAZ again. And what did I see? I saw the EAZ again. I don't want to, I did, I don't, I get an EAZ, dude, and I just be like, yeah, man, I'm getting off. Like, I, I, I'm not excited. Like, and then, you know, this time lost stuff. No, this is not what I was talking about when I say add hard mode. That just, yeah. That's not what I was talking well, about. And it, it's not the fact they added hard mode. It's not about that. It's a matter of fact that they don't oh, have the level. rewards to justify the grind to do the activity. Oh, levels 1340? Who's going to reach that? I play this game seven days a week, and okay. I'm still at 1340. Uh, no way. Bring it down to 1330 or something. So, so wait, so you have to be 1340 to enter the activity? That's the highly recommended level that you need to be in order to even complete these intense hard mm. mode raids. Yeah. yeah. It's 41 to be exact. Let me be real. Okay. Wow. So you have to really grind the game. And as a content creator who plays the game on a nightly basis, pretty much, I mean, and you're not 1340 yet, man, like that means that there's a balancing problem with the game because now they created this hard mode. They worked the developers are really talented. They work really hard to to build the activity, to build that mode for the players, but most players cannot access the activity because of the if people are paying, curve. If people are paying money for your content, don't don't push the content away from the people who pay to play your game. Regardless of the situation. You know what I mean? Well said. I play the game every day. I'm a full-time content creator. I'm still not that level. Everybody is not the same when it comes to Destiny. It's just not. It doesn't work like that. A lot of people feel like what 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 happens is we compare ourselves to the highest and sweatiest players in the game. Stop that. I mean, I get it. People, these hardcore compl- like these hardcore players who play this game like twenty four seven, will complain their butts off. That is totally fine. But I tell you right now, they will still play this game, regardless. Yeah. They'll complain, but they will play. Don't listen okay. to these guys. Well, because also it's their job to play the game, right? Like when you have so much at stake, you, yes. know, you don't have a whole yeah. lot of choice. I mean, it's risky to not play that game. Yeah, the problem is this, this high entire deal is we have communities that divide into casual and hardcore. That needs to stop. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Stop that. Seriously. You know what I mean? Make something for the hardcore grinders. Stop that. Please. Please stop that. Because you, you, you're literally, like, this is why this game is at the state it's in now. Because we're busy trying to find the balance between hardcore players and casuals. That's the problem. It's an all-out war against hardcore and casuals. Because we want new people to play the game. We want people to play the game casually. But we also want to have something for the hardcore player base that still complains about the game more than the casuals. <sighs> wouldn't difficulty spectrum, like having difficulty options across the board, wouldn't that help like with a little bit of this? And then at that higher level, add more incentive, you know, more more loot, you know, more specialized loot and things like that. Ooh. I think um, I think the answer is probably the opposite of what Bungie is doing right now. I think that the Vault of Glass hard mode should be more accessible to players who may not be 1340. But then you should also give the people who are hardcore players the opportunity to get additional incentives like having those um not the the seals, right? The seals in the game. And they can grind out the seals, but make them more difficult to get. Because think about this. During Season of Opulence, and I think I talked about this a week or two ago, um, to get the shadow title, you had to literally flawless everything. You had to flawless every menagerie. You had to flawless the Crown of Sorrow raid. You had to complete the menagerie and open the chest 200 times. Like You had to really be a hardcore player to achieve that. And then something happened where... I think Bungie just abandoned that difficulty curve and made it more accessible for everybody to go and chase after the seals. Instead, they should have kept that as an incentive for the most hardcore players, but make the activities that you're actually playing more accessible to everybody to enjoy. Hmm. It's a balance. It's a, you know, it's a difficult balance for them. Obviously, it's very difficult, and that's why I don't rush Bungie. I love him to death. Give him time, give him time because ultimately it's a video game. We have time, like you know, we're not we're not dying here. We're literally it's a video game, it's a form of entertainment. So, if it means that the developers need more time so they can sustainably build it with actually having lives, because you know, they do need to live their lives and they need to have a healthy balance too. Wait, there are, there are other a lot, a lot, a lot of other games other. out there. So many games. I think I think the problem happened when Bungie themselves set the incorrect expectation that they want for Destiny to be a game that you're just a part of every single day. They wanted it to be your hobby, right? And they're changing their messaging as we saw in the Bungie Weekly update today and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But we're getting a shift now, and I think it's becoming way more apparent now because Bungie is realizing we can't produce content on this scale that everybody is expecting. And I think part of the problem is larger content creators who are doing this all the time, who are blowing through the content, and then there's nothing more to play, right? So essentially, they have to build a game for these larger creators and that's i think that's part of the reason why we're getting a destiny that is more broken up and segmented each week where we get like a small little story mission for seven weeks 
Yeah, I mean, it could be true. <laughs> could be. So what about Grandmaster Nightfalls? I, I don't know if you both had a chance to play them. The last time I tried playing Grandmaster Nightfall <laughs> with Shadow Price, it uh, didn't go too well. So, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Grandmasters, they're in a good place. Need to be a little bit more things done to it a little bit more, though. And it's not too critical. I just believe there's way more enemies for no reason. Overloads and all that. That's, I, I get Grandmasters and that for the grinding players, and that, I don't totally understand it, but... Yet again, it'd be those simple things that I'm talking about. Simple things. I still haven't found it. Yeah. You're simple. totally right. Just bring Destiny 1 into Destiny 2. <laughs> bring back Destiny 1. And, you know, I, I think one, one of the problems they have with doing that is the fact that the game is too large, right? That's why they have the Destiny content vault, because they realized... We can't just keep adding on to the game. And I think part of the problem also is the foundation that the game is built on, the the code, the the engine, right? I think that's part of the problem too. And they mentioned this during multiple interviews that Bungie had with multiple media uh, outlets where they talked about how it takes them many, many hours to make small, small changes in the game to update small things because of the string code that they have. And I think that's part of the problem. And maybe we need a Destiny 3. Like, maybe we need something completely new. Maybe they need that new foundation, a new reset for them to really be able to bring Destiny into light, into what we really want as a game. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, if they're running on the same engine, they're limited, you know? Yeah. So you can patch it up as much as you want, and you can add to it, you know, but still, you're still limited, because of the foundation of what that engine brings you know if if you're trying to create something new and you want something you know that's more dynamic more robust something akin to like a bigger world like not saying complete open world but have open world like you know characteristics and things like that um you, you need a new engine probably for something like a game like this i feel like you know to yeah. get to that you know that true the true destiny that you're that you're looking for cornholio i can tell yeah i want my destiny right i want i want a more complete destiny and like my problem isn't so much with what's wrong with the game although crucible that's that's a mess they need to really fix a lot of things about crucible but like they need to add more depth, right? When I log on, when a season begins, there needs to be more for me to do right from the start. It needs to feel exciting. I want to feel that excitement when I log on to the game because the Dark Below came out and I get to go and see what Zavala has and what every vendor has. And there's like this whole story for me to experience. And even if it's like three hour story, but still it's cool. It's something that we can literally sit down for an entire evening and just grind out. I miss that. I want those moments back. And that's something that I want for season 15, but I know that's not realistic. So I hope that whatever they bring, I hope that they make it good. And I hope that they remember the crucible because it's been way too long. Remember the crucible. Like remember the Titans. Remember the crucible. Remember the crucible. Like, don't forget, because it's been 
over 500 days and i'm not a crucible main but for the sake of the game because i know there are a lot of crucible players out there and after you play the raid so many times guess what you're going to go into the crucible try to play some trials and right now that's missing and that is a big problem yeah before we wrap things up we do have a bungee weekly update and shadow price do you want to dive into what we learned this week yesterday actually we're recording this episode on a friday on yesterday's bungee weekly update that either cosmo or dmg did i don't remember who it was it's dmg uh that did it yesterday uh so they want to discuss uh rituals and reputation so he first starts talking about uh week two solstice of heroes began and between celebrating your accomplishments over the last year and a return to the last city, things are feeling pretty good. Make sure to pack some sunscreen on your way to the EAZ. You wouldn't want to get sunburnt. Uh, we have six weeks until a new season. There are many of us who have an insatiable appetite for content, but there's always going to be some time to relax during the seasons of Destiny. It gives folks time to catch up or just take a breather from our fight against the darkness. Okay, and stop, stop right there, because that's really right. important. That's really powerful. Yeah. That statement right there goes against what Bungie stated several years ago when they said, we want this to be your hobby. And now they're saying, go play other games because we can't get like, they're setting the the right expectations, which I appreciate that, right? They're being honest, but that's a very different tone than what Bungie had in the past before the Bungie Activision breakup. Just saying. Well, it's saying time to re- it gives people time to relax. So that could be relaxing in Destiny, but that could be relaxing other places. You know, it's a very broad statement, basically. You know, they they I guess that's just what they wanted to. Okay, so con- maybe convey. maybe I'm just reading into it way too deep. So it's I'm both. Sorry. I've been it, inspired by a maze. They're, Look, just they're not directly telling okay. people to take a break from Destiny. It's more like this is your relaxed time. If you want to relax in Destiny, great. If you want to relax and go to the beach, great. It's summertime. If you want to relax, you want to relax and- during a master raid, if you're under 1340, great. Do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like that's what they're doing. Um, it's only so, Yeah, and it's exactly, you know, like there's so many other things that, you know, that are out there Need to do. To be doing. <laughs> so- <laughs> Yeah. Have to be distracted and pay attention to your 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 wife, your lady, whoever. It doesn't even necessarily have to be about games. Maybe it's just this is a chance for you to go get your life or get yourself back in order, man. Something like that. Because uh, we all know how we feel about Destiny, man. We don't want to miss out on content. But uh, use this time to get right, man. Meet some new people. Like you know, like explore a little bit. Like yeah. that, that's pretty much what and. I'm proud of Bungie for doing that. Just, just, just they're trying to let you guys calm down. That's what what is needed. Just calm down. Like, right. That's that's important. And I didn't even think about that, right? Because like we need to just chill out because everybody's getting all flustered and like, oh my god, destiny is in this state. And it's like they're it's trying okay. to put a water on the fire, basically. There's, like, you know, just there's <laughs> there's nothing happening that's out of the ordinary for what Bungie would normally have to deal with. And by the way, I'm going to 
post a link to the Nintendo Switch OLED if anybody is in chat and wants to pick one up because Walmart has them in stock. This is not an affiliate link. Uh, I'm just trying to help anybody who wants to get one because Make I know sure that. Nightbot don't ding you. Because eBay will be. <laughs> oh no, Nightbot's not doing anything to me. <laughs> I I brought Nightbot in here. I can take him out. <laughs> but uh, if anyone's interested, please go ahead and pick up your white shiny Nintendo Switch OLED model while you still can. Uh, but I'm sorry. Continue. Okay, so they go on to say, uh, we think it's about time we start trickling out some fun details. A few little snacks here and there, or a few bite-sized treats to enjoy if you aren't still chewing on a season full of overrides, expunges, and more. This week, our season 15 appetizers come in the form of ritual reputation updates. Okay, so they're going to set the table now, talking about earning a reputation. Uh, The steady climb towards rewards and reputation is something I've come to love in Destiny 2 over the last few seasons. Sometimes a reset can fly by when playing with a group of friends, but other times I could get stuck trying to finish out gambit challenges. Even so, having a direct way to grind out some Ascendant Shards was a welcome challenge change with the release of Beyond Light. This week, Ritual's lead, Alan Bain, will be Alan Blaine, will be walking us through some great changes that the team has been working on to unify the reputation and experiences of our ritual activities. As a warning, we're going to be diving a little deeper into details here. If you're a Destiny 2 novice, don't be afraid to ask questions. We'll be more than happy to answer what we can after this TWAB is live. Uh, So Alan goes on to say, Hey, Guardians, we'll be bringing the next step of a ritual unification that started all the way back in Season 13. Uh, So uh, unifying ritual ranks and reputation is what they are discussing here. And they go on to say, Over the last few seasons, we've been looking to create a unified experience when playing ritual activities in Destiny 2. Starting with Crucible and Gambit, we created new vendor reputation systems and reward tracks. We did some back-end work at the start of Season 14 in preparation for larger-scale changes to these reputations, while also preparing for the introduction of Vanguard ranks. Um, So before we dive deeper on Vanguard ranks, let's talk a little bit about the updates to reputation systems overall as we prepare for a future where more vendors are given similar treatment. So in Season 15, ritual reputation systems on Lord Shax, the Drifter, and Commander Zavala will be known as Crucible, Gambit, and Vanguard ranks. The names Infamy and Valor will be retired. Glory will continue to live as our competitive Crucible reputation system. We are also introducing Trials ranks in Season 15. More about that in a future TWAB. We're rebalancing our ranking systems to have similar progression times. Our goal is to let players reset Vanguard, Crucible, and Gambit ranks slightly faster on average than Valor currently allows. There will no longer be ritual-specific rules that impede progress. We are removing win streak bonuses in exchange for activity streak bonuses. Reputation bonus weeks have been standardized to two times multipliers when active. Bounties will no longer provide reputations as reward, but primarily focus on XP. Um... Before we go on to the next thing, do you guys have anything uh, to uh, uh, add there? Have any or anything? No, um, you good. Okay. Uh, so they go on to say we looked at how long it would take players for who win nearly every game to reset their reputation versus players who lose nearly every game, and tuned it to so so that the total time taken to reset is only around two times, that, rather than that right there. Times. That part right there. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That is what is needed 
I'm hoping that what that happens right there, they will bring more people into the player base of PvP. I am very, very much hoping for this. I hope this works. I don't know what they're, uh, if they're trying to tag it a different way, but I hope this works. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good change as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, overall, we expect two-thirds of your reputation come from simply playing activities. If you win matches in Crucible or Gambit, you'll still reset a bit faster. As we mentioned, Glory will continue to live as our competitive Crucible reputation system and will also allow... Uh, will also retain win streaks for faster ranking. We don't have any specific plans to share on Glory right now, but we'll be looking at opportunities in future seasons for potential updates. Uh, Vanguard ranks, they go on to say, talk about next. Commander Zavala is getting a full ritual reputation, like Shorts, Lord Shax and Drifter before him. As a note, Vanguard tokens are being retired, so make sure to spend them before Season 15 begins. Players may earn vanguard reputation when completing the following activities strikes nightfalls and they added battlegrounds to that for those looking to take on a challenge nightfalls give different bonuses based on completion medals which can be earned through high scores and defeating all champions bronze silver gold and platinum medals grant reputation bonuses and nightfalls grant reputation multipliers depending on the difficulty of nightfall selected the more difficult the nightfall the higher the multiplier will be Zavala will also have a full reputation reward line, similar to the ones we added for Shax and Drifter in Season 13. Powerful rewards will be granted every third rank, and a Senate Shard will be rewarded when resetting the first time. Okay, so next is Activity Streaks and Reputation Bonuses. As noted above, Season 15 will introduce Activity Streaks. The longer you stay in Vanguard Activities playlist or direct launch, the larger your streak bonuses. Guardians can leave the matchmaking queue to snag bounties from the tower or clean out their postmaster in the helm without worry of losing their activity streaks. As a note, quitting activities or going to AFK for extended periods of time will invalidate your streak. So be ready to play if you're looking to keep yours going. As with Crucible and Gambit, Zavala will be looking to host week-long reputation bonuses throughout a given season. Stay tuned in for, uh, for in-game announcements. Uh, that's activity streak. That was something that was in Destiny One, no? I believe. Yeah. It, uh, like, the longer you stayed in the strikes, the better your rewards. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're they're retracing steps from D One, man. Like they yeah. are. Yep. They are. Well, I I think they're bringing things from Destiny One that people want. Things that are the most popular. I think that the Bungie summits that Bungie has every year i wouldn't say they don't do it by chance like they get feedback and i think that helps guide future content that they release and i don't know if that's always the best way to approach it because think about this the people who will most likely attend the summit will be the most hardcore players people who really spend a lot of time in the game for them nostalgia will probably be will probably be a bigger factor than a large sample base of players who would log in on a daily basis, right? Something to consider. Yeah. I mean, and also there are other factors because you have players on PC who probably never played Destiny 1. You have players who played Destiny 1 from day one. You have people who started on Christmas, uh, on year one. The year one Christmas noobs, remember that? Like, you know, or year two mm-hmm. Christmas noobs. Like, there are so many different groups of players who have come and gone 
in the game and uh it's it's tough to really get an accurate representation of what everybody wants yeah all right so next thing they're going to talk about is seasonal ritual weapon quests and ornaments uh next season we are moving seasonal ritual weapon and ornaments to the reputation reward tracks of vanguard crucible and gambit as players increase their reputation during the season, they'll work towards unlocking the weapon and respective ornaments from each vendor. We're also uh, opting to update seasonal challenges, removing things like In It For Infamy in favor of challenges to earn ritual weapon rewards. Uh, so next is Grandmasters and Conqueror Gilding. Back when we introduced Grandmaster Nightfalls and the Conqueror title with Gilding Seals still nine months away, we wanted to give players a hard-to-reach goal that measured both skill, communication, build crafting, and time commitment. But that was also mindful of players' times and real-life schedules. We saw a lot of feedback about rewards and general time commitments to reach Grandmaster levels, so we've been making some improvements season over season. Uh, they go on to say, we added better masterworking material drops, adept weapons and mods, and title gilding. Seasonal challenges and plus 10 power seasons means it has never been easier to get to the pinnacle and artifact power needed early in the season. The addition of a catch-up node, which currently appears during the final three weeks of a given season, helped many players conquer this aspirational content, even if they couldn't play every week of a given season. Thanks to these changes, we're seeing a lot more players attempting Grandmasters and gilding their Conqueror titles than ever before. While we still believe that starting in week seven gives GMs a nice seasonal cadence, waiting until the final three weeks of the season to guild no longer feels correct. We would like players to play the week's Grandmaster Nightfall rewards, not Lake of Shadows, the easiest perceived strike. Later in, <laughs> later in season 15, we're planning to make the following changes to Grandmaster Catch-Up Node to let the players guild their title earlier in the season while also addressing our concerns over a single strike being a boon for high-tier rewards over the last three, three weeks of a season. So they go on to say, the Grandmaster Catch-Up node will become available at the same time that the Grandmaster difficulty avail is available, so long as you have the Conqueror title but have not yet gilded it this season. Each Grandmaster Nightfall will be available if the fire team leader has not completed the Gildan Triumph for that strike during the season. In other words, you may play each featured strike for a season to earn your gilded, gilded title. And once you've gilded your title, the catch-up node will no longer be available. We're excited to see these changes in Season 15, and we're looking forward to your feedback. Once you have some time to dig into your rewards, sound off with your thoughts. Uh, what do you guys think of those uh, changes that they're making for next season? I think it's interesting. I'm just going to wait. I go, yeah. I'll wait and see for myself. Uh, the words are I've hit a lot of people and I've made a lot of people mad because it's not by the words. So what I'm gonna do, man, is I'm just gonna wait. I'm, I believe what they got. I'm just gonna wait for it now. Yeah, I think that's best. I yeah. think that's you always best. Safe. You don't want to yeah. set false expectations. I mean, it sounds like an interesting idea, right? But like, how is this going to impact players wanting to dive into the content on day one versus just waiting for you to get that boost and not have to go through as much of a grind, right? That, that I don't know. It's interesting. We'll have to wait and see. Okay, so next is a Bungie Foundation charity update. Uh, well, Guardians, you've done it again. Just last week, we announced the Bungie Foundation giving campaign, and you've already smashed expectations. We have a quick update on how much you have been, uh, how much you have raised, how, how much has been raised so far. 
We also have an exciting lore reading since you smashed the 500,000 challenge. Uh, Shadow Price will be doing it. <laughs> no, no, Shadow Price so the Bungie be- Foundation <laughs> goes on to say, one week down, one week to go. Thank you to all of who has shown your support so far. We've raised an incredible 625,000 to date with a goal of 770,000, 770,000, 777,000. I think I got that right. We know you're going to knock it out of the park and support us in our efforts around improving, uh, which was, uh, which is, you know, including improving children's health and well-being, uplifting the voices and rights of all individuals and communities and providing humanitarian aid in the time of crisis. And as a thank you for our generosity, we have a special treat for you today. Check out the community team's very own Nicole Olson and her amazing and dramatic rendition of To the Witch Queen's lore reading. And the YouTube video is on the Bungie Weekly Update for you to view. So I that's pretty- on that and she followed. Oh, nice. Very cool. Uh, it was amazing. I was like, okay, here's more. And I like that. Keep that going. <laughs> She said, thank you. We followed each other. Now I got Eris Morn and the vibes. Nice. Very cool. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, Morla is Morla's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, they go on to say, as a reminder, we have some sweet in-game items to thank you for your donation. Unique redemption codes will be in- emailed to you on Thursday, July 29th. So donations of $10 plus will give you the 2020 Bungie, the Bungie Foundation emblem. Uh, found, uh, donations of $25 plus and above uh, plus, you get the above plus the new circadian guard emblem donations of $50 plus you get all the above plus the new exotic buoyant shell ghost and donations of $75 plus you get all the above and the new exotic tiny tank emo uh, quick uh, PSA they go on to say please note to be eligible for the in-game listed items listed above Donations must be made to this campaign between July 7th and July 20th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. Unique redemption codes will be emailed to you on Thursday, July 29th, following the completion of the fundraiser. One redemption code per item per email for qualifying donations. So always a great cause, the Bungie Foundation. And not much time left. We don't have a lot of time. It's the 16th now, so we have like four days. Yep. So get those donos in. And get that bread. Yep. Uh, so it's a new month, so it's a new time for fre- refreshing the Twitch Prime rewards. Uh, this month, we've uh, got something to love for the fusion rifle mains out there. Merciless takes the spotlight, packing destructive solar damage and faster charge times each with each non-lethal burst. This exotic will be a welcome addition to inventories throughout the community. Uh, so here's a list of the items for this month's drop. The Merciless Exotic Fusion Rifle. Break the Dawn Exotic Ornament for the Merciless. The Symmetry Exotic, Symmetry Flight Exotic Ship. And the Soul Velocity Legendary Sparrow. They go on to say, make sure to link your Bungie.net account to get these slick rewards. And if you're not signed up, head to the Prime Rewards portal and check out our help article to get the ball rolling and stay tuned for future announcements and updated drops. So get your bread, Guardians. Uh, so the next segment they go on to say is let it glow, let it glow. Uh, they go on to say over the last week, our player support team has been on the hunt for missing solstice heroes packages. 
These little boxes are important for those lurking to earn white glows on their fresh new armor sets. Not to mention the Guardians looking for a sweet new shotgun. If you've fallen victim to the case of the missing Solstice packages, we got some important information for you. And this is their report. Uh, they go on to say the missing Solstice con consumables. That upon investigation of reports of missing Solstice packages and Solstice fragments, Solstice key fragments, it was discovered that creating new characters will result in packages and key fragments being removed from players' consumables inventories. And they say that players are encouraged to not create new characters during the Solstice 2021 event while they have these items in their inventories to ensure they are not lost. If you're eager to create a new character, please be sure to spend all your packages and key fragments prior to doing so. Uh, okay. The second chances. Oh, before yeah. we before we talk about that, I, I got to ask, because we've been playing this game for a while. Is it me or does it seem like they have a lot of problems during Solstice of Heroes with bugs like this? I feel like they put this PSA every single time Solstice rolls around. They say, like, don't start a new character. Don't do this. Don't do that. Like, it seems like that's a recurring thing. Yeah, I mean... There's, yeah, that's probably, it's because it hasn't changed. The event hasn't changed that much. Well, I mean, let's be honest, since it came out, right? Can, I mean, I, I don't have, I, I don't know if that's the answer, but, you know, same event, same bugs. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Amaze, you got any insider information for us? It's the same old thing. Okay. Yeah. I Just can't like the same thing. The same thing. It's literally yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so they've identified issues with the second chances emblem. We have identified an issue preventing players who completed the new light introductory mission from receiving the second chances emblem from Bungie Rewards. This issue will be resolved in an upcoming update, and the emblem will become available to all players who complete or have completed the new light introductory mission. Uh, so... The next thing they talk about is the Bungie Store beta new launch date. The new Bungie Store beta launch will now be rolling out on July 20th as we prepare to transition to a new e-commerce platform. Players with existing Bungie Store accounts will be prompted to change their password once the beta is live. With the new store, players will be able, be able to sign in using their Bungie.net accounts, which will make viewing, browsing, and purchasing Bungie rewards an improved and more streamlined experience. And they're going to say, please note that... Any generated Bungie reward codes for the Vault of Glass art print, Descendant Seal, Splintered Seal, Splicer Seal, Expunge Hoodie, and Socials of Heroes t-shirt will no longer be valid after July 20th, 21. Players who do not purchase these Bungie rewards before July 20th will need to sign in with a Bungie store account linked to a Bungie.net account that has been completed, that has completed the appropriate triumph to purchase the associated Bungie rewards item. For more information, you can visit the Bungie rewards help article listed here. Yeah, and um, there's going to be free yeah. shipping at the Bungie store for the next, like, two months. That's that's a bad joke. They're not going to give you free shipping. <laughs> They're going to charge you, like, double for shipping. That's the beta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a few I, no more... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, a few more known issues. Uh, while continuing uh, to investigate in various known issues, here's a list of the latest issues that reported it to us in the help forum. The Solstice 2021 armor glows for Warlocks always display the stasis glow effect when wearing Felwinter's Helm. The reissued Dream and City weapons are not dropping as intended. Upgrading Solstice armor to Magnificent Set may drop the armor's power to level 11, to power level to 1100. And PlayStation 
4 controllers may longer be recognized by Destiny 2 when playing on Steam. And for a full emergent issues of Destiny what, 2... That's what's happening with me. Well, there you go. There's an issue. That, that explains it. I Because, okay, so I play on my PS4 controller uh, when I play on Steam. And I have not been able to figure it out. I've been literally having to to like hook up the cable to the computer for it to actually like get the controller to respond. I couldn't do it wirelessly. So I think this explains the problem that I have been facing. Yep. So they, I'm glad that they're fixing it. Yep. They go on to say for a full list of emergent issues in destiny Two players can review our known issues article and players who observe other issues should report them to our hashtag help form. Wrapping up the TWAB here, we got the movies of the week. Um, some cool new movies of the week. So check them out and congratulations to the winners. Um, we have the artists of the week and we got some awesome Destiny art prints on here. Always, always cool to see those. And congratulations for also be featured in the TWAB. Uh, and a quick note at the end. Um DMG goes on to say, thanks for stopping by another installment of your weekly TWAB goodness. I'm just finishing up on the white solstice glows for all three of my characters. Excited for the lovely grocery reward at the end of the road. Don't worry, I won't bore you for too long with more texts about my archaeologic journey or the Master Atheon challenge. Tell me, what are you currently hunting in Destiny 2? Anything special? Or are you killing time while dunking on Hive in old Russia? August 24th is coming soon. We have some sandbox details and crossplay to cover between now and then. Sometimes I still wish I could be locked in a cryo sleep until announced days. The excitement and anticipation for August is thick enough to cut with a knife. We'll get there soon enough, cryo sleep or not. And that's uh, DMG's TWAB today. And yep, that's the that's the this week at Bungie. So okay, so so we got we got some information here, and I think we got some subliminal information too at the end that I think has a lot more weight than what we realize when DMG states August 24th is coming soon. I think that... Uh, it's the end of the season and that reveal if it is for the new season or Witch Queen, basically. Well, I, I think it also like hints at Bungie pretty much not giving us anything really substantial until August 24th. He's setting the correct expectations for what players can expect, and I appreciate that. Yeah. So, yeah. Guardians, we have a tradition on the podcast where we rate the Bungie Weekly Update in the form of spicy tuna rolls. We're going to go back to spicy tuna rolls because I missed that. Amaze, do you like spicy tuna rolls? Uh, No, I don't think I've ever tried them. Oh, man, you are missing out, bro. Okay, next time you come out to GCX or whatever they call it now, you're going to have some spicy tuna rolls, and I'm going to find the best place out here in Florida for a spicy tuna. You got to try it. I'm going to convert you. I convert a shadow price. You're next. Okay. Just throwing it out there. So we have a tradition. We have a thing that we do on the Destiny show where we rate the Bungie Weekly Update in the form of spicy tuna rolls. One, bad spicy tuna. Don't eat it. You're going to get sick. Five, you're probably at the Bellagio <laughs> in Vegas. 
having the finest spicy tuna that money can buy. How would you rate this week's Bungie Weekly Update between one and five spicy tuna rolls? Amaze, do you want to kick things off as our guest? You want me to rate the spicy tuna roll, the, the, the Bungie Update? Yeah, yeah. One to five spicy tuna rolls. You can't go wrong. I promise. Uh, of three? Okay, three. You're, you're kind of generous. Okay, I like that. In between, I like that. that. That's actually respectable. I like that. Well, so why three? Why not four or five or one? Balance, baby. Balance. I like it. Balance. I like it. Very cool. Shadow Price, what about you? What would you rate this week's Bungie Weekly Update in the form of spicy tuna rolls? I was thinking the exact same score, three. Like, you know, it's in for the same reasons. You know, it's, you know, it's just updates to, you know, things that we're expecting, you know, for next season and things like that. And that's always good to get, you know, but again, it's more of the status quo, right? You know, nothing too crazy, I guess. So it's an average twab. So I'll give it a three as well. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit less generous than you both. I'm going to really go down the middle and I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of five spicy tuna rolls because I think that at the very least they could have said, Hey, we're going to be talking about crucible in season 15 and not only mentioning, Hey, August 24th, you know, they, they should have said something because I think that players are legitimately unhappy with the current state of the game. And I think they could have done more to calm people's minds instead of saying, just go, go chill. Right. And that's essentially what they did. They said, just relax, chill, like go do whatever. Instead, they need to say, look, like, this is what we're planning, where we are thinking about the Crucible. That interview they had should have been with somebody who works on Crucible explaining some of the visions that they have for the future. I think that would be an appropriate thing for them to write about, which would give me some better spicy tuna roll points. But I'm going to go down the middle. I think Solstice of Heroes is, eh, you know, there's nothing really there. Um, and yeah, it was just the middle of the road update. So I'm going to go with 2.5 out of five spicy tuna rolls for Coronholio and guardians. We have come to that time where we get to wrap things up for the evening. Amaze. Thank you so much for being such an amazing, amazing guest on the show. Thank you for your time. Thank you for all you do in the community and thank you for inspiring so many guardians. Thank you for your positivity. Thank you for your amazing music thank you for the positive vibes and for cultivating the very best place for destiny so thank you you're welcome man yet again thank you so much for having me on it's been a bit of a blessing for me to be able to open up like this so i appreciate you thank you so much for this yo thank you thank you for being with us thank you for your time thank thank you you. for everything that you do and uh and thank you for being with us it was very special to have you on finally and to get a chance to chat with you and to really be real and uh yeah yes sir and shadow price where can we learn more about you and what you do uh should we ask amaze first where we can find him (laughs) I guess we could, yeah. Okay, amazing, amazing. Where where can we learn more about you and what you do? 
Hey, you can find me at twitch.tv slash amaze. That's twitch.tv slash amaze, where we bring out the entertainment, the freestyles, the amazing gameplay, engagements, positivity, and nothing but great, great conversations. Um, You also can find me on Twitter, just at amaze. That's U-H-M, two A's, two Y's, Z-E. You'll be able to find me, the double-A-double-Y, baby. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. And Amaze, what are you doing on Wednesday nights, by the way? Uh, I'm glad you're doing it Wednesdays. Around the 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, sometimes 5, we do amazing Vibecast. That's called Vibecast. It's a basically a podcast show where we come over here and bring some of the smaller streamers to meet some of the partner streamers so you can have some of these great and real conversations. We like having a great time. Cole Sanubis is always looking out for people, always scouting for amazing streamers like yourself. If you're smaller, you want to get yourselves known out there, then you're tuning at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday. Every Wednesday, we call it Vibecast. Love that. Love oh, that. That's an introduction right there. And on that note, Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you and what you do? You can follow me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79. Uh, appreciate being on the show tonight and uh yes thank you very much awesome and shadow price uh is not going to be here next week correct you're going to be on sabbatical right yes i okay. will not i will be in the will be sunny in sunny state of florida you will yes. be sunbathing in, in the sunny Florida. Hopefully it's sunny because it's hurricane season. So you never know what happens here in Florida, but we're going to hope for the best. And we're definitely going to make some time to hang out and get mm-hmm. some relaxation time. And uh, you can find the Destiny Show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on Amazon Music. We are everywhere. You can also find us on the web at destinyshow.com. You can find us on Twitter at The Destiny Show. You can find us on a lonely Instagram account at Destiny Show POD. I promise I will work on it later. And you can find us as well. Well, you can find me at Boris, the SEO. I changed my name on Twitter. There you go. You can follow me at Boris the SEO if you want any SEO help or if you need a website or anything else like that. Shameless plug there. And make sure to tune in each and every week. We'll be back next week for another episode of the Destiny Show podcast. We hope you all enjoy playing whatever you're playing. Destiny, Nintendo, any game that you may be playing. Hope you enjoy what you're doing. Stay positive. And Guardians, we'll see you all next week. Good night, everyone.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 